Bada boop, boop, boo. Hey, no. Mike, what's going on? It's Wednesday night. It's 8.30, and the motherfucking Red Sox are down 9-1 to one in the top of the ninth right now. I want to jump through that fucking window. What's up? How are you? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> I'm not watching the game. Oh, I'm not either. I'm, I'm listening to your outrage about it. Oh, these fucking goddamn, they're the hottest bats in baseball. They've been scoring the most fucking runs out of any team in the goddamn major leagues. But no, they've been silent since the first inning of yesterday, and they fucking suck right now. Anyways, thank it's you guys for tuning in. Hey, we got a big show for you guys tonight. Uh, hey, Susan got a red hoodie today. I hope it fits great. I hope you look great in it. I'm sure you do because all our fans are the best looking fans on the goddamn planet. Uh, before we get going here, I'm just going to say that we have a big show for you tonight. We got uh, huge, oh, huge, huge. Um, I would say we have a little bit of everything in the world of mixed martial arts. I mean, uh, combat sports. Combat as sports. Well, as right. Well as, com- as well as a combat veteran. We got the, you know, world-renowned queen of the ring card girls at the BKFC. Miss Amber Fields will be our first guest of the evening, followed by a MMA veteran who happens to be a Marine, uh, Keith Richardson, who will be making his return to the cage this weekend against Daniel Strauss. And... One half of the main event in New York, BKFC New York. He will be fighting Joey Beltran for the heavyweight title in the BKFC. Mr. Arnold Umaye Adams will be mm-hmm. fucking joining us last. So what a goddamn show we got going on. Hello, Susan. Hello, Joe. DJ Tony, what up? Steve Smith, how you doing? Uh, we're going to do our uh, sponsor shout-outs real quick, and then our first guest should be on here any moment. Uh, first and foremost, we have... Somebody who's been popping up as a sponsor for fighters everywhere, by the way. The yes. Fighter, fighter's friend, man. The fightersfriend.com. Go there. Use promo code MISH20. They're sponsoring everybody now. Malo's getting busy with that company. He's got CBD oils. He's got CBD rubs, muscle rubs. He's got vapes. He's got edibles. You name it, they got it. They got hats. They got shirts. They got everything. Go there. www.fightersfriend.com. Use promo code MISH20. Get 20% off your purchase go to next level sups buy yourself some supplements test boosters fucking sleep aid brain food proteins creatines everything you need to get jack diesel go to www.nextlevelsups.com slash mike and mish use promo code mish 10 get 10 percent off your final purchase there and then last but not least our number one our day one Massage Therapix, Miss Jackie Holden at Holden Hands Massage and Massage Therapix. If you are a soldier or a veteran in the military, uh, go to HoldenHandsMassage.com. Book yourself an appointment with Miss Jackie. She will take care of you. Back pain, knee pain, neck pain, any pain. She will alleviate it. She'll find the trigger points and she'll get rid of that shit for you, I guarantee. And if you're not a soldier or a veteran, go to www.MassageTherapix.com and make an appointment that way. Hell yeah. You knocked it right out of the park, unlike those gonna... Red Sox tonight. But you did it. Hey, don't Maybe even get me. take some hey. freaking cues from you. These fucking students up there at Fenway Park right now. They hey, got their they bats up their asses, dude. I'll tell you right now, they got some guy on the mound right now. I'm not watching the game right now. I'm fully into this <laughs> show, by the way. But there's some douchebag named Stainer on the Ryan Stain- Stanick. For the Astros on the mound, he looks like Kenny Powers rolled out of bed and went onto the mound. If, I they love knock, Powers. if they don't knock this guy around Yawkey Way right now, I swear to God, I'm fucking driving to Boston and I'm beating the shit out of somebody. Anyway, even the show up to me all by my lonesome. 
anyways, hey, Susan Susan Walker got her hoodie tonight. I'm yeah. I'm assuming it looks perfect and it fits perfect. Go to www.missionaccomplished.myshopify.com and buy yourself some of that stuff, ladies yes. and gentlemen. The shirts are awesome. The hoodies are awesome. And that's really all I've uh, gotten a taste of so far. So, so Dude. far, so good. What's new with you, Mike? Uh, you know what I found out today? What's that? that? Not every taco kit comes with taco seasoning. Get the fuck out. I've been here. making tacos, sometimes good homemade tacos, and sometimes after work with the kids, it's too much to be throwing around all this shit. I don't have time for it. So I want one of them crazy old El Paso, you know, taco kits. So I'm shopping the other day and I was like, oh, got to get some tacos. And I was like, you know what? I want soft and hard tacos because that's how I'm feeling right now. I want both. I'm, I don't want to be choosy. I want to get both of them. So I grabbed it. Boom. Nice box. Big size. You know, throw it in. Today, Steph's like, oh, um, you forgot to get taco season. And I was like, what? no, I didn't because there's a box if you would check. <laughs> inside you, of the pantry so you, check it out you know tell me tell, tell, me, tell me i forgot right <laughs> why don't you go open up one of those cabinets over there and uh tell me what you find hmm? yeah. and she goes oh uh actually there's no taco season in that maybe you know you should read the box before you just throw it in the carriage mic drop because guess <laughs> what there's no taco season in that and i didn't know that I, it's been like 18 20 years i've been making my shit Yo, you think some fucking stunati went up in there, secretly opened <laughs> yes, it I up, do. As a matter lit of fact, that shit out. Actually, like pocket. both at the same time sometimes, too, with yeah. a little cheese between it. You think that? You think that's what happened? You think somebody slid the seasoning right out that box and threw the box back up no. on the shelf? Or no, because I saw the forgot? box. No, I saw the box, and they make one now that just has soft and hard tacos, and that's it in the I whole fucking box. Why did they do that? Why'd you do it on a Wednesday? Because Tuesday was taken up. What was taken up on Tuesday? Would you have meatloaf? I had shit to do. I don't have time for it. So I had to postpone it. Taco Tuesday took a rain check and became Taco Wednesday. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's where's the seasoning Wednesday? That's what it became. Yeah. You know, so I went to I brought I brought no one to baseball tonight, right? And I had to run to the gas station and get gas. And this is what I love to see. This is why I love America. I'm telling you, I get there and I'm pumping my gas and this fucking car pulls up right, right next to me. Dude gets out. He goes to pump the gas. The girl gets out and she's like, fuck you, motherfucker. I know you were texting her. I know you were texting her because I seen you. And he was like, fuck you. And he goes hobbling away. And he's got his foot, his foot in one of those boots. Like, <laughs> like, and he's, like, he's, he's trying he goes, to get away quick. Yeah, he goes quick and slick. He goes hobbling away right to the front of Cumberland Farms and he turns around, he puts his back against the wall and he lights a cigarette and she goes, don't think you can walk away from me. Blah, blah, blah. She's screaming at him and I'm like, yes, yes. I'm like, hit him, hit him, hit him. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, dude. So she doesn't. She goes, Fuck, you get. know what? You know what? You could walk your ass home. So she runs to the car and she gets in. No gas oh, was pumped. He tried to beeline it with that yo, boot. Yeah, he tried hobbling his ass to the car. She fucking burned out of that place. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> Did you guys point and laugh? Oh, uh, dude, no, I was by myself. I thought oh. it was the most funniest thing in the world. And then I finished pumping my gas and I figured, you know what? Maybe I should ask this guy where he's going. But then I was like, nah, he's probably a piece of shit. Yeah, you don't want hobble. I know, isn't it? Listen, I have that that point of contention often because like, I want to believe I'm a really nice guy, but then like when I see somebody, I go, you know what? I'm going to help that person out. And then I get near them and I go, nah, and I just keep going. You know what nah. I mean? Like I, there's something in me that just 
I you're can't like, trust a stranger, right? Yeah, you're like, I'm person. pretty sure I could smell this dude's breath from here. So I'm right. Upset. We you don't know, need any of that fucking sleeping into my seats. The lion says that's when you pull out your phone and you walk towards them and then you record. I yeah. suck at that because no bullshit. Like a year ago, two years ago, this is a while ago, but it was at, at the Shell station right down the street from my house. I go gas stations there, are fun. See, I'm, fun. I'm pumping gas, gas stations. I'm pumping gas again. The dude that works at Shell comes walking out to go smoke a cigarette or something, and the kid walking in, opening the door, they stop and they stare at each other for like a like a good fucking five seconds. They just start swinging on each other. Like, I don't know if they had beef with it. It looked like, no bullshit, Carlton Banks fighting Bud Bundy. If if you could picture this. Yeah, I can picture that. Two little, like, five-foot-three dudes, uh, nerdy as fuck looking, slap fighting like crazy in front of of Shell. Like, like really slap fighting at each other. And it ended up with the dude, the white dude, got the Carlton Banks, but... uh, What's his name? Uh, Bud Bundy gets yep. Carlton in a pretty tight guillotine, and he and he wrenches up on it, and he's like choking him. And then people are like, "Let him go! Let him go! Let him go!" And he lets go of Carlton, and Carlton walks to the side of the store and just lights his cigarette like a fight, and then just happened. And it was the fucking best thing ever. And of course, I did not pull my phone out because I suck at doing things like that. Yeah, anyway. dude, I I forgot to you know. <laughs> Uh, one of those, these guys at my work, I, I'm not going to say who he is, but I'm going to tell you, he got attacked one day at the gas station. We we, we share a rideshare van, right? So we all go and I, you know, I drive a few miles and I park, go to a parking ride and I leave my car and I get in a van. And it's awesome because I don't have to pay for it. Military pays for it. So we few people meet there. We stop at a couple of places and pick some more people up and then we go to work, right? So on the way home, we need gas. So... <laughs> This dude's the nicest guy ever. Let me tell you. He's one of the nicest guy. He makes like strawberry rhubarb pies and stuff like that. Super nice. <laughs> so like we drive up and there's a car parked, right? And then like it's the it's the the pump right outside the door of the convenience store for the gas station, right? So we sit there for like 2 minutes and find you know, this lady comes out. Now I'm laying down in the back seat cuz I just lay down and I play my phone or do whatever, you know? Go to sleep. Very safe. I safely lay down across a bench in the back of the van. And so, so I hear them talking like, what the hell's going on up here? What's going on? Is she, is she going to get back in her car? Right. All of a sudden they're like, all right, she gets in her car. So they get all excited. Like, all right, here we go. We're finally going to pull up. We just want to get home. All right. You know, it's fucking five o'clock. Like, you know, let's just get home. I guess she ain't moving though, as if we're not there. So the guy from work, I'm going to call him Joe. Joe goes, hits the horn just to do like a, not hits it. That's how I would do it hard, like an asshole. But he just was like, toot. Like he wanted a toot toot, just like a nice, like, hey, can you please move out of the way? I just need to pump my gas and get home. Work long day. So all of a sudden he freaking hits it and the horn gets stuck, right? And the horn is beeping for like 10, 15 seconds. So it's like, eh, and you can see the woman in the car. She just throws all of her mail, whatever she was reading, just goes all over the car, right? And he's like trying to hit the horn to like get it unstuck. She jumps out of the car and she's like, oh no, you didn't. Get the fuck. She starts screaming, right? So he's like, tries to put it in reverse, but we're in this long van and there's like cars behind us. So he's like doing like the 20 point turn to like get away. So she's at the window, like bang on it. He goes around to go to another pump and she comes over and she grabs like the windshield 
cleaner with the yeah, fluid the on squeegee, it. And he, like, yeah, the squeegee. He opens the door to get out to pump the gas. She comes running across and go, and starts whipping it at him. Get out <laughs> like, of the car. She, like yeah, shooting the water at like him? Like shooting the water, like shooting the cleaner at him. And he's such a nice guy. It's so funny. So he's standing, he's sitting in the seat like halfway out. Though I remember like looking and the, the cleaner's like going on him and past him into the guy in the passenger seat, like all over him. She's screaming, get out of the car. I want to fight you basically. And then he, he's like, hell no, I'm not getting out, you know. And then she ends up going to her car and just peeling out and takes off. Oh, she this had some choice right, words. Right so. down the street from the from work? Yeah, the the, uh, the Henny Penny up the street from work. The Henny so. Penny. The Anyways. Henny Penny the best. Anyways, our first yeah. guest is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, by the way, before we bring her on, who the hell makes their rhubarb pie? What are you talking about? Who is that? Give me some initials. Um, M.G. Oh, there we go. All right. Yeah. Our no, first it's guest... actually Joe, right? It's JMG. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Our first guest of the evening is the uh, the queen of ring car girls of the BKFC. She is a model. She's a very successful person. We are going to bring her in here. We're going to get to know her a little bit. Her name is Miss Amber Fields. Here she is. Hello, ma'am. How are you? Hello, everybody. How are you? Hey, oh, what's we're... up? Nice to meet you guys. Nice, <laughs> nice to meet you. Too. That's Mike. I'm Kyle. Hi guys. This is mission accomplished. And uh we're very happy to have you on. How are you tonight? I'm really excited to be on. Thank you for having me. I'm doing really good. Just got home from vacation, so I'm kind of unpacking. Where'd you oh, go? Uh North Carolina. <laughs> Did some hiking and some stuff out there. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> oh, so you were like Myrtle Beach area? Uh no, we were in Asheville kind of called maggie valley it's up in maggie the mountains way up there kind of like near the border of tennessee a little oh, okay. yeah, yeah right. see some really cool things waterfalls a whole bunch of stuff like i went with my family so nice we usually go um every year for my mom's birthday we go and uh do hikes i think all together we did like 10 miles something like that so that's awesome you camp out there too or no, my mom. No, my mom's way too bougie for that. She like like a cabin kind of deal. There's always glamping, right? <laughs> yeah, I I love camping. I'm all about that. I go all the time. There's tons of places here in Florida where I'm from. So, but um, my dad and my brother both have buses that they have um, renovated, and uh, oh, nice. Yeah, we go to the Keys all the time. Jenny Springs in them. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always camping. <laughs> That's where you guys are originally from, is Florida? Yeah, I'm from Central Florida. I've lived in Tampa for about like 10 years. So that's where I live now. Very nice. Is that how you know DJ Tony? Yes, it is actually. I met him like when I first started doing Ring Card Girls. Um, he was like the DJ. He was just really nice, a nice guy. We've uh, got really close over the years, you know, um, through all the events. We do other things besides bare knuckles. And, uh, you know, he's just a friendly face and I can go on these events across the country and he's always there and he has my back all the time. I know he's watching this. Hey, what's up, dude? Yep. <laughs> <The homie. laughs> he's yeah, he put in a good word for you guys and, you know, told me that he really trusted you and um, was excited to put this together. So thank you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Tony's yeah, the man. So. We've, uh, we've, become pretty decent friends with him um going down and covering the events live we always end up hooking up with tony and his group of friends the smith brothers guys and we end up spending like all night with them every time and a matter of fact at the montana event we didn't even ask tony to do anything for us and he did an interview with misfit 
he kind of like freestyled it real quick. He uh, he swore a little bit, but he was a rookie, so <laughs> we don't swear. We're completely yeah, we don't swear. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure the second, no, the third word in "I'm here with motherfucking misfit." That's what he yes, said. I'm yes. here with motherfucking misfit. Quote for Tony. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, when you're hanging around fighters all weekend, you tend to like start talking like everybody else. So there's a lot of cussing going on, but you know, I don't judge. I don't think anybody else should judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're no strangers to it. We're both we're both still uh, active military. So okay, I am. I have sailor mouth. I blame growing up with seven brothers. So <laughs> oh wow, seven brothers. You have any sisters? Yep. Yes, I have a sister. <laughs> Holy <laughs> smokes. Yeah, we're actually like, um, she's three years younger than me, but we're like twins. She looks just like me, talks just like me. <laughs> so your parents could field an entire uh, football team. No, my mom has uh, four kids, and then I just have some step-siblings oh, okay. uh, there, but they have been there for, since I was like really young, so they're family. <laughs> it's nice. wild. I mean, there wasn't enough room for just my brother, never mind another uh, nine you know, eight eight siblings after that. Forget it. That's yeah, um, uh, my mom. We are now we have. Uh, I also have three stepsisters as, as well. So Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving gets pretty. <laughs> it's fun. It's it like probably is fun. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. How many people? How many people went on this? This just this new uh, this past vacation that you just went on. How oh many people? Gosh. Actually, like it was supposed to be a ton of us, but then um, one of my sisters is a traveling nurse. She couldn't make it. Uh, my other sister uh going through something she couldn't make it so it literally just ended up being my brother uh his wife and uh me and my mom and my stepdad it was literally just a little group this time but we did bring my brother's uh son sterling my nephew so it was fun he got to do all these hikes he was so good he's almost two and he was like hiking by himself he wanted to, he didn't want anything to do with like they have this little backpack that, that they put him in. With the and, chair? Yeah, it's yeah. a chair and he sits in it and uh, we hike these long, hard hikes and um, he was so good. I was like- How old is have energy like crazy. Yeah, right? How, <laughs> how old is your nephew? Uh, he turns two on in like a few days. His birthday's on Saturday. So I think it's nice. like two after that. <laughs> Very nice. You yeah. just gotta, you gotta make sure when he gets a little older, you get him out of that thing and make him walk. You don't want to be one of those parents with a fucking five year old on your back. Oh, I'm telling you, he wanted to run. He wanted to walk. Like we got him a little one of those little leashes. Yeah. Like uh, uh-uh, I'm not having it. He just wanted to take off. So most of the hikes, um, he was, you know, climbing himself and <laughs> running. He probably had a blast. Yeah, right? I know. He's so lucky. I was like, I wish I got to do this when I was a kid. I think it's really important to, you know, take your children out on, like, just be within nature with each other. And it's really kind of, it's different. It's kind of like you're surviving with each other. You have to depend on each other. So I love it. (laughs) Yeah, we don't do any uh, camping or anything around here, but we do live near a golf course. And Um, like every couple of weeks, me and my boys will throw bags on our back. And we go golf ball hunting, we call it, and we walk the woods around the golf ball, uh, around, the, around the golf course, and we try to see how many golf balls we can find. And then the kids clean them up and try to sell them back to the golfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, like, our best, I think we got, like, 152 golf balls in one day. It was 
freaking nuts. Awesome. They are expensive too. Oh. I uh, I have a good eye for it as well. So like usually when I'm on the golf course or something, I'll I will keep my eyes open in the. Do you um, golf? Um, just for I'm not good. <laughs> I don't know. Not professionally. Not not for fun at all. Just kind of like hit the ball a little. I go to the range. I don't have a golf a set of golf bags that I've gone a few times. So, but I'm more like a caddy. You know, there you I'll go. there, I'll drive, I'll look cute, I'll keep your score. But um, when it comes to hitting balls, I'm, I'm, I'm trash. Uh, I'm <laughs> trash, too. Don't feel bad. I think most people are trash. I'm yeah. left-handed, too. So I don't have, like, a proper set of uh, oh my. clubs to really practice with. I'm sure if I, you know, practice at it, got, um, got a coach, <laughs> I could – be good at it but i just don't have the time right now <laughs> you know what i find every time i play with people i'm the only left-handed person and everyone else is right-handed and they'll all be on the right side of the course and i'm always on the left side so like we're like i feel like i'm never with anybody because i'm always way off to the left because <laughs> every time i hit it, it just whoosh, hook it right into the woods every time Mike's yeah. just a huge burden. He's a huge burden on the. I game. am. I'm a huge burden when it comes oh, to golf. No. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy, we got to drive all the way over here all for his right. ball. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, Am Amber, we got to ask you some actual questions about your job. Like, so how did you first get into modeling, but then how did you get linked up with BKFC? Okay, so I uh, started modeling as soon as I turned 18. I kind of was just working with some some of my friends who were photographers or some of my friends who were like musicians, singers, or rappers. And I just, um, I kind of always knew that I was like, I wanted to be on TV and I wanted to be famous or whatever I, I interpreted it as. Um, and then I just took off from there whenever I did a shoot for um, Skate Park of Tampa. I did a, it's like a, it's just like a, one of a, a really popular skate park here. And um, then I started working with skater brands actually. And uh, I got on a few t-shirts and a few, like just a few magazines. And um, from there, Instagram had just kind of became popular for um, modeling, like the booty models, you mm. know? So I was one of we the- We don't know what those are. We know we never look at them. Yeah. Well, you remember how it was a big deal. Like no, Nobody did it back then. Yeah. So, you know, me coming from a small town, like doing it, everybody was like, what are you doing? Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, like, this girl, that's the girl on Instagram. <laughs> so now it's like everybody does it. So, yay. Did, <laughs> but, did you hear, hey, did you hear this? And Mike, I don't know. Did you guys hear that Facebook announced that they're changing the name of Facebook today? And they own, what do they own? WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram. So they're going to merge all three of them. And change the name to one single name that encompasses all. I learned, I heard that, heard that today on the radio. Did you figure out what the name was? No, they haven't announced that yet. But it like, uh, really cool because <laughs> I know it's like the huge, like everybody knows Facebook and Instagram. So why would you fuck with what's already working? Well, I yeah. don't know what's going on with Instagram, but ever since Facebook like bought them, or right, they bought them. Yeah, they bought them. Yeah, a yeah. while back. Yeah. So. They have just like the whole modeling thing. If you're like remotely sexy, they um, shadow ban you or they oh, just like punish you. 
You, did you I post saw something, something about they threw, they like tried to censor you recently. Oh right? my gosh, yeah. Like it's been like this probably about for two years now. They have just like I don't think it's like a somebody reporting my photos. I think it's me literally using certain words. Yeah. Like swipe up or whatever. They they got me on a watch, I feel like, because it'll sometimes it'll be like instantly. As soon as I post it, they'll be like, Oh, deleted yeah and, um yeah i don't know what's going on now they're like trying to they're trying to say that i can't um they're gonna take away my my link tag but that's actually like how i run my company how i make a lot of my money is through the swipe ups you know right. so i don't know really how what's gonna happen but i feel like this is gonna be a fail they constantly change it um, like every month they're changing their algorithm, they're changing the rules, they're changing, you know, everything. So I don't, I've got to find a different platform to, to blow up on. The right. algorithms are, are getting stricter and they like, they, it happens to us on stupid things too. So it's really like, yeah, like certain words and certain like, uh, pictures that you use, like it automatically just get, it doesn't even matter if right or wrong. It, it just. The, the computer and it takes it off and then you have to go in and try to go back like ask them like you know it's a it's a huge process because we tried to rebuttal one of these things and it takes months for them to get back so it's like by the time they get back to you you're like well that post was like a hundred posts ago i don't care about that anymore it's i totally forgot about it and it's worthless at that point so yeah right i, I, I feel like they have a watch on me because i if i report something even like i get instant I get it instantly. If I appeal it, like the other day they took down a yeah. photo. If I appeal it, they get back to me within the next hour. What the I don't know why. I just feel yeah. like, they me, like I said, Instagram is whack. And they, oh. said, they, <laughs> me. they didn't violate me. They just said Instagram and uh, quotation is, you know, you're not allowed, basically allowed to say anything with the word Instagram or Facebook. When we used to uh, make ads for this show. Yeah. We we simulcast on YouTube and Facebook. So mm -hmm. I would put the YouTube logo and the Facebook logo on the app. I mean, on the post to like advertise the show. And they were flagging them. And we were like, what the fuck are they flagging them for? What are, what, what is wrong with these? Yeah, it's and like we, realized we are not supposed to be using the Facebook logo or the YouTube logo on yep. the ad. That is I'm like, but that's where we pro that's where we broadcast. So how the fuck? <laughs> Like, they started we're not asking me if I get paid. Like they're like, "Oh, this looks like a branded content. If you're getting paid for it, or even like free gifts." So like, if a company gives me like a free bikini and I like tag them, they will flag it. And for just like two weeks, they started removing all the posts that I was getting paid for, and like I have contracts for. And I was freaking out at the time that they stopped that back in July. It was only for like three weeks they did it, and all of my posts came back. So I was just like, I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't even want to sign a contract, like a promotional contract with anybody just because like, I'm not even, I'm scared that I might not be able to fulfill my end of the deal with Instagram's. Do you know what's, what's really funny is because we go on Facebook and YouTube. So like YouTube will never fuck with us ever, but Facebook, if I was to tell Mike right now, I'll kill you after tonight's show. Right. Nobody's going to do shit to me. But if I was to type it in the comments right now of the show, I'm going to kill you tonight, Mike. 
we get oh, shut yeah. down in a fucking heartbeat. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. We had a girl who's actually watching the show right now. Joe Ivy said, boys are gross. Yeah. In our comments about us, because we were talking about some gross shit, probably. But it, said, <laughs> it said, boys are gross. And she got a 24-hour ban from Facebook for talking shit about boys. boys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk bad about boys. Boys are gross. Like what? Yeah, right. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Not a hand. Look at Joe Ivy says, "I'm I'm an example. See, I'm an example. Exactly. (laughs) Why are you censoring me? Just let me be me. It's crazy. And like a person like yourself, this is how you make a living. So, who gives a shit if somebody gives you a free bikini and you shout them out on your page? I don't understand how that's a bad thing. They don't make enough money. Zuckerberg should fuck off. Yeah, right. I, I'm I'm sure they've been looking at how much girls are making <laughs> right now, uh, like with promotional deals or through like their personal sites or something. And they're like, "Damn, <laughs> we should be making that." They messed up honestly by not making a subscription like profile. Yeah, they should have just yeah. done that. Like then they would be making all the money. Yeah, and idiot. So now they're gonna call themselves Instaface and fucking fuck everything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so, so how do you? It's called Instaface. Instaface, yeah, we're gonna get Instaface going. Um, gotta copyright that shit right away. Right, right? So, yeah, you could probably sell the website. Yeah, Insta, Mike, you're the tech guy. Figure uh, that there out. I go. Right. When we get off the, when we get off tonight, you you create Instaface, and the three of us will be billionaires. Okay, yeah. All right. So, how'd you get hooked up with BKFC? Uh, okay, so I started my first event was in Tampa. Um, I think it was 2018, November 2018. I don't remember what show it was. It's been a while now. But um, yeah, that was my first event. And I just kind of showed up as like a model for somebody else. And when I showed up, uh, the guy who hired us wasn't even there. So I kind of had to like step up and get the girls together because some of them had never even done this before. And uh, I, I was talking to Dave Cranson. I don't know if you know him, but yep. at the time he was just a really low level promoter. Like at the time he was just, he wasn't like who he is today. He was so just a I, guy in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> that's so funny. So I was just, I don't know. He just called me um, after shortly after COVID when they started doing the fights again. And he kind of was like, I want to get a team together. And I just remember you and your energy. And, uh, like, I want you to come back and do this team. So, you know, I just started from there. And then, of course, you know, we all became really close friends. And uh, just throughout everywhere we travel together, you know, just remaining that, like, good, positive energy. I I feel like that's why they – that why it works so well. Because they could hire, you know – they could hire different models every time or they could, you know, just get whoever they want, but they love having me. I love being there. I feel like they, they know I'm appreciative. So uh, <laughs> it's just like a family kind of now, now they're like, whatever one you want to go on, <laughs> just let us know. <laughs> is it, is it you and a couple other girls or is it just you? And then they find a few other ones. Um. Well, it's kind of, it's, I, as it goes on, uh, they have, discuss with me about having a bigger role um, with the models. So it will be uh, different. I don't really know. I'm not expecting too much because anything could change at any moment. But um, for now, we do ha- I do have 
um, uh, my friend Danielle or Harley, whatever you want to call her. She's a wrestler, the redhead. And right, yeah, with a girl with red hair. Yeah, yeah. She's a wrestler, and I um, worked with her at a barting at a bartending event, um, Daytona Bike Week, and I just loved her energy. I thought she was so sweet. So when um, Dave asked for more girls, I was like, "She's awesome. We got to have her on." And I've hired a few more girls for like promo or merch, and then we have Caitlin who the blonde yep. who she's just a sweetheart she started uh you know she's um 21 so she hasn't been modeling that long she just was kind of modeling like for hooters and and um somebody in tampa who does bikini companies but she has really grown like with bare knuckle and just kind of under our wings we're showing her how to just kind of break out of her shell and um you know get more comfortable because we are entertainers, you know, so we do have to play like a part. It's almost like acting, you know, because sure. I, you know, we have to be sweet, talk to the fans. We are the face of the company. So we're spokesmodels. So we really have to bring the energy or like, what's the point of even having us? Right. So, yeah. So right now you get these, these sons of bitches like Clay Teal that come in here and try to fucking step on your toes, right? <laughs> Do you, do you even know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. Good. <laughs> we love you, Clay. He's the guy who did the ring boy thing that one time. Oh, Clay. Oh, Clay. Yeah. Like, right. Sorry. I was confused. I thought you were talking about a, a, a fighter. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I love him. He's great. Yeah, oh, he is. Okay. All right. Well. I don't know what whatever he says. <laughs> I don't even care. He's funny. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's funny no, guy. he is funny. We're just busting. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he was great. Are you kidding me? I loved him. He needs to come. He needs to come back. I miss him. I'm sure he will. He, more really he probably heard that. It's like the bat signal. He heard it, and he's on his way. Yeah, come, yeah. come on down. We we'll love having you. You know, I feel like the crowd was happier, was cheering louder for him than they were for us. Let yeah. that go on for a few months. That was awesome, though. Honestly, <laughs> this shows you the power of social media. You know, like he just—it yeah. starts with him just. <laughs> yeah. like, he, where's my shot? Yeah, he's like, "Where's my shot, David Feldman?" Yeah. And next thing yeah. you know, he's a fucking. <laughs> next thing you know, he's a damn ring boy. Yeah, um, oh, I love that he ripped off the shirt. That was great. Awesome, Amber. Do you travel to all the events? Like, will you be at Wichita next week, and will you um, be in New York? And um, no, all now. They have so now that we are having two a month, um, I'm trying to keep my schedule open for it. But um, I'm not going to be in Wichita, but I will be. Um, I'll be in New York and I'll be in Miami for sure. And I'm going to try to do at least one a month, you know. And if there are like bigger shows, I'll be at those. Um, but if you know, since Kansas is like a smaller, not it's not a smaller show, but they are probably gonna have maybe local girls or bring um bring on, you know, other models. I'm I'm busy that weekend, so I wish I could be there. <laughs> well, you know, we are busy as well. We will not be in Wichita because the army is making us do dumb army things, right, Mike? Yeah, it's stupid army stuff. No, ridiculous. <laughs> Who signed me up for this? That's what I want to know. Yeah. They held us down with a gun to our head and made us sign the paper. Like, what a god! <laughs> they said you better join right now. Oh man, <laughs> where well, are you guys? Where are you guys at right now? So we're we we're I'm in Connecticut. He's in Rhode Island. We're part of the National Guard in Connecticut, and um, we're both full time for the Connecticut National Guard, though. So That's how you guys met? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we met on deployment. I thought that Kyle looked like an asshole. And I said, <laughs> I'm never going near. And I swear to God, this is the, actually, I'm not joking. He knows this. I've yeah, told he, him this before. We've said, I saw him. I remember getting out of basic training, getting to my unit. And I saw this guy walks through the door. And I think that time he was probably an E6 already, a staff sergeant. And I'm like, a, I'm a, you know, private first class. And I see him come through the door and I saw his face and I, and he was like, he just didn't look happy. You know, he didn't look happy at all. And I was like, man, that guy looks like an asshole. Like I'm gonna keep away from him. So, you know, like I just got yelled at for seven months straight. I don't need to be yelled at here. So I'm gonna just do my own thing. Fast forward to deployment. We meet each other. It was like stepbrothers, you know, you like MMA? I do. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, Oh, do we just become best friends? (laughs) Yeah, did we just become best friends? Yep. And then we we got on the plane together. We flew 18 hours right next to each other. And, you know. The rest you know, is history. The rest is history. Yeah. Two HJs two later and we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anyways, awesome. I feel like, dude. What happens like in Kuwait stays in Kuwait. God yeah, damn it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an easy deployment. Trust me. Um, yeah. So what we do on this show there, Miss fields we do a quick speed round tonight we're going to ask you five questions you got to answer them as fast as you can this is to keep you on your toes this is to let the audience get to know you as a person they are halloween halloween related questions tonight are you ready for a speed round before we let you get out of here? wait <laughs> hold on let me get let me take a drink first <laughs> okay you're ready she's yeah, yeah. ready okay I'm ready. I'm ready number one what's your favorite halloween candy mm, reese's just Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh yeah, it's a good I class. I love getting those in the in the bag. You know, once you get a Reese's, oh, so good. <laughs> no, I steal all my kids Reese's and their Reese's pieces too. I they take these sour patch kids, stuff like that. <laughs> all right, number two. What is your favorite movie to watch around Halloween? Mm, I kind of do like a like I watch like Hocus Pocus and like stupid like little kid Halloween shows. <laughs> So probably I, I just actually watched that for the first time in my 40 year life. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep. Well, <laughs> I remember before Christmas too. I love, I love, I've always just... they're, they're doing a remake. I think a hocus pocus near where I live. And I re- like a couple of weeks ago, I'm pretty sure it was hocus hocus pocus. Cause my, my uh, wife, Stephanie, she loves that movie. So I was like, Oh, you want to be extras? They're hot. You know, they're looking for extras. So she's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's sign up. But then we like read through it and it's like, we might need you this many days for 12 hours a day. And I'm like, Oh shit. Who's going to watch oh, the kids man. while I'm playing hocus pocus, you know? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That would be cool. I love that for them because I was watching it. Um, I watch it every year, but I think this last year I was like, man, like, you know, the actors are old now and things, People are dressed so funny. They could really incorporate some new modern um, day like effects and stuff. Right. <laughs> yes. Number three. Have you ever done any of the following? Are you ready? Have you ever egged a house? No. Have you ever toilet papered someone's house or property? Nope. <laughs> Have you ever smashed somebody's pumpkins? No. <laughs> what a super lame person you are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Too nice. Somebody's like... <laughs> Too nice. Too nice. Number four. Have you ever won best costume at a Halloween party? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I even what do was? contests every year. Um, la- well, I guess the last one I did um, was right before COVID, so 2019. And uh, I did a contest. I was basically just like this sexy painted devil. 
like body painted. I think I just posted the photo um, on my uh, backup page, but yeah, basically just a super hot, slutty devil. I'm thinking about being a super hot, slutty spike protein. But of a time, COVID cell. I'm going to be super hot, sexy COVID cell. For I would rather though, like for Halloween, I dress up as like not something not sexy. So um, last year I was a hamburger. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What do you, know you this year? What do you this year? Uh, Puss in Boots. Oh. You know, Shrek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I got like a... I that's, what, that's Mike's nickname in the military. We call him Pussy and Boots. Get off. I got it. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, hey, last hey, question. Last question. Real quick though, real quick. Grimace, the purple thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. McDonald's. Do you yeah. know what that thing is? Uh, I thought it was. Um, Please up. don't tell me you know this. I think that'd it, be crazy. It's it's an, not a not a beaver, not a possum. It's uh, I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but like something like that. Like okay, a, some type of so, rodent. Thing. I was listening to something. The big purple dude. He so I don't. This might not be true. That he's a taste bud. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. I wrote it. I, listen, I know what the hell he was, but I was listening to like Howard Stern and somebody said that he was a taste bud. I was a taste bud? What? Hmm. Anyways, a little fun fact or not a fact. Amber, last question. For a million dollars, could you spend an entire weekend alone in the Lizzie Borden murder house? Do you know what that is? Is that the one in Louisiana? No, it's the one in Massachusetts. considered the most haunted house in the United States. Lizzie Borden hacked up her parents with a hatchet murdered them both and then uh there's been like thousands of stories of like haunted shit from that mm -hmm. house so one million dollars full weekend by yourself in the house would you do it alone um uh, like do like <laughs> do i get gear and stuff no you don't get shit you get you in a house what about in, your, in your painted devil costume Not by yourself keyboard or anything <laughs> you get you get a glass of holy water and a cross yeah Okay, then yes, I will do that for a million dollars. Yeah, there you go. Nice. All right. Well, die from her haunting. I don't think so. I, you know what? Haunting you can lay like bullshit. The dad I, was killed on the couch, and the mom was killed like on the floor next to the bed. And you can like lay. People like to lay like in the spot and shit. It's very weird. You know, I'm I'm not too. I actually like I like that stuff. Like I go to I go to uh, haunted houses or go toward them at least and. um I'm respectful of the dead, so I feel like maybe maybe we get along or something. We're both a little cray cray, right? You never know. <laughs> or maybe she would just uh, haunt me and scare the shit out of me until I literally for die. For two days, for two days, and then you get your money. Yeah, two days. Uh, I don't know, but I, uh, my father, he um, buys houses. Well, we both do, but he's been doing it a lot longer than I have. And he'll specifically um, buy houses. You know, so many people in the community that have had fires or like murders. Yeah, not really murders, but like somebody uh, he just bought a house or somebody died in a fire, and then he just got bought a house that the guy died, I think, from a stroke, and he was dead in the house for like two months. And when they got the when they got there, the dog had eaten him. Oh, oh. nasty. <laughs> yeah. So, what the fuck? So we oof. got a discount on the house because of that? 
Um, yeah, they, well, that house had a, um, I mean, a lot of them have a lot of things wrong with them. And also when somebody dies, like the house goes into, um, just that real four finger discount. Yeah. It goes <laughs> basically like, um, nothing like the house just sits there for months and months. And if there are, somebody has to pay a mortgage on it, basically it builds up all these like liens or, um, it fines or whatever it is so yeah he'll have to go he'll buy purchase the house for a small amount i actually think he got it for two thousand dollars he bought the house for what? two that's and, crazy but it had like a hundred thousand dollars in, in fines and liens but he went to court and they actually dropped the entire the entire amount and uh got the house for two grand <laughs> that's crazy yeah he fixes them up rent to rent them out or sells them or, so yeah, that's, I'm that's, not really too scared about scared about uh, people dying in in certain places. I think people like died everywhere now. Oh, that's well, you're a very interesting person, Amber, and I, I like the fact that you like haunted places, and um, you know, you hate Zuckerberg and the rest of these fucks, just like us, the rest of us. <laughs> uh, we feel like we can talk to you forever, and you are invited to come back anytime you want. I heard that you haven't done many podcasts before, so. Shout yeah, no, you've, I done, have, you've done great. So thank you so much. Yeah, I I, do, I want to do more because um you know I like talking and meeting new people and I want people to see a difference that that other side of me yeah uh, versus just the hot sexy side like um I'm funny <laughs> no so I feel like those are also really good qualities about me. So thank you guys so much for having me on. It's uh but you guys are really easy to talk to. Really cool dudes. So. <laughs> Thank appreciate you. That. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. We definitely appreciate it. Hey, and, uh, take a second, do some shout outs. And while you're doing the shout outs, before we let you go uh, in there, include your favorite muscle car. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you can, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same. Miss Amber Fields. Um, and my favorite muscle car is mine. I have a Pontiac Le Mans that I'm working on right now. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I can't wait. Hopefully it'll be done like next month. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, awesome. how sometimes, yeah, I'll, I'll always be adding to it, but I will be, uh, taking it to some shows I'm looking at right now. Um, renovating a, a bike with it. So hopefully I can get a Harley or an Indian or something cool. So you're a mechanic. No, no. My, my dad is, well, is he does a lot of things, but, um, we, I've always been to, into classic cars. He's had cutlasses. He's, he had a cutlass. <laughs> he's always had Porsche and, um, like he's got a million Volkswagens. <laughs> so I've always been into it. And, uh, I wanted to buy his Cutlass. He's got a 1969 uh, convertible Cutlass, and I wanted to buy it from him. And he was like, "No way, I'm not selling it to you." So we were looking at, you know, just different different types of cars. Of course, I wanted a Cheval, but I'm going to work my way up to that. Um, and we found this one. It's basically everything's ori was original on it, so it's basically been sitting in somebody's like garage forever it's 1967 nice and um it has to you know it has to i have to clean the rust off of it and get i'm doing a paint job on it i'm gonna keep it like keep it the same color but yeah i'm super excited i can't wait to you know get out there and um 
kind of, and I've always been in the car, the, the car shows and stuff. But now I'm gonna come. I was like, you're gonna be oh. in the car show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. There you go. That's awesome. In the back of the trunk, there was actually all these like plaques, and uh, she's won some awards back in like um, the 1990s, and um, so I'm just excited to get her back up and running and back out there. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I thought you said you're gonna be in New York, so maybe we'll run into you up there and have a little cocktail or something. Yeah, for sure. You know me. Yeah, to go out after. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. Mike, you got anything else for Miss Amber? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Bye, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks Bye. a lot. Bye-bye. All right, Mikey. Hey. That was officially the probably the best looking guest we've ever had, other than the next guest we have right now. Yep. His name Wait is till you see. He's a goddamn rock star, you motherfuckers. You pay attention. He's a he's a he's a veteran of the cage and a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. His name is Keith Richardson, and he is making his return to the cage this Saturday. What's up, Keith? Hey, Whoa. what's going on, guys? Chilling, uh, chilling. Chillin', Sorry, chillin'. we ran a little late because we started a little bit later. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, like I was just finishing up training. I'm over here at the over here at the, my office in the gym. Sweet. Yeah, modern warrior. We know this, right? Modern Warrior MMA. Modern Warrior MMA, baby. Yeah, the Wu-Tang W. Have you been watching the Wu-Tang, an American saga on Hulu? Which one? There is a series on Hulu. I know you're a Wu-Tang guy. It's called Wu-Tang, an American saga. And it oh, is yeah. Uh, they just came out with the second like season. Yep. I, haven't gotten, uh, I haven't gotten around to watching that one, uh, the second season yet. But Oh, I'm deep in it right now. And like... They had an episode called Protect Your Neck, and it and it went through the whole process of how RZA made the beat and how they got the studio time and how they hawked that freaking single everywhere. Like true drug runners, man, it was fucking great. So I I nice. recommend you check it out. Yeah, they uh like I'm because uh, are they still running it? Because I like I, I usually will like wait for it to so I can just binge yeah, it all still at once. Nah, they're still running it. You got to wait till the next yeah. week for the fucking episodes to come out. Piss me off, man. <laughs> but it comes out every Wednesday, Wu-Tang Wednesdays. But. Right. Uh, so how is training going, Keith? How's things? You got a you got a pretty decent opponent coming up. I mean, when I say decent, he's a two-time Bellator featherweight champion. He's, you know, had 35 fights in his career, 129 of them. He's a fucking real formidable opponent. Uh, you got yourself a, a handful on Saturday, huh? Oh, no. Those, those are the type of fights that uh, make me chub up. You know, um, I don't... I didn't get into this looking for easy fights, you know. I got I got into this, you know, because I because I missed co combat, you know. Like like these are the fights, the type of fights that motivate me. Yeah, get your blood flowing, get you going. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, after all the uh, pullouts I've had, like you know, I've had uh, I've had the worst case of MMA blue balls you've ever seen. Oh my God! People's pullout games are it's too strong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just going to say that to you, man. It seems like uh, you've been you've been out of action for a while. And like, I feel like you've had a few fights pop up, them fall through. You were supposed to fight someone just like a month or two ago, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was supposed to fight uh, Justin Scoggins uh, twice. Right. Uh, first time he pulled out. And then the second time I was uh, cornering uh, at, over at Bare Knuckle. And uh and we all got COVID and oh. had to pull out of that fight. Hold on a second. Let's not fear monger. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> it's a yeah, joke from uh, 
the last time we brought up COVID, someone got mad at us. Said we were fear mongering. Yeah, someone in the but comments was like, "Hey, I don't tune into your show to hear fear mongering." It's, it's <laughs> what happened. Yeah, it's what, what the frig? Why did that happen? COVID and I had to pull out of a fight. <laughs> These are lies. Yeah, that was the event. That was the whole uh, TikToker. Uh, the TikTokers were on that event. Miguel yes. was on that event. A bunch of people caught COVID. That who knows who was the yeah, super uh, spreader. Yeah, it was. It was interesting how that came about. That that yeah. card that you were going to be on too was like a. It was a good card, dude. Like, this yeah. one, this one yeah, coming uh, up luckily, is fucking stout. Like um, Dodson was supposed to be you know the main event for that card uh, too, but you know he got into a car wreck. Yes. And now, uh, now he's main event in this. Uh, this card too so like you know be good uh good opportunity to fight like you know um fight on the same card as him beautiful yeah for all the mma heads out there like uh tell us who like maybe i'm naive to who is x mma like all of a sudden x mma is popping up with these fucking really stout cards you got nate marquard you got yourself you got daniel strauss john dodson you got fucking doomsday um yeah howard on there like these are some real big names. Um, all of a sudden, I don't know if I really recall ever seeing an X MMA event before. Yeah, like the um, you know, I think they got like you know, uh, good fine, uh, good strong financial backers, and like, yeah, like you look at what they're doing, like you know, they're, one they're treating the fighters right. Um, like you know, the interactions I've had with them have been great. Um, and yeah, the like the type of cards that they're putting on, you don't see outside of like UFC and Bellator. Like, you know, they, like right. everybody on the card is, you know, UFC or Bellator vet. And, you know, some of them are, have been at the highest levels, like Mark Wharton, like, you know, uh, Daniel Strauss and stuff like that. So Dodson, like, like they're and then, like, you know, when you watch their production value, like they're they're forced to be reckoned with. Uh, they're like, like the new kids they, on they the just, scene. Yeah, they kind of just blew up out of nowhere. Because is this only this is only the third one, right? This is their third event. Uh, yeah, this is their third event. Yeah, so I don't know who's financially backing them, but they're doing something right here. And uh, like you said, to to pull a guy like Strauss, who's a two-time champ, like John Dotson, for those those who forget, he fucking TKO'd TJ Dillashaw back in the day. And I mean, like, he... Yeah, and, you know, he, uh, he had some good wars with um, uh, Mighty Mouse. Yeah, for sure. It's fucking nuts, man. So that's awesome. And uh, are you like deep into a weight cut right now, or are you you living pretty comfortable right now? Um, yeah, I, I, I this weight cut was a little bit easier. I didn't uh, go as low as I normally do. Yeah, we're fighting at a uh, catch weight. Um, so I like you know I didn't have to suck down as miserably as I usually do. So like I think I'm gonna go in feeling uh feeling fresher and feeling stronger. Um, you know I've always been pretty scientific about like you know how i do my weight cuts and stuff like that like you what? know i've always done it smart rehydrated smart so like yeah this i think this time will be even easier and be even smoother what is the catch weight what, what weight 150? uh 142 plus one 142 plus one so 143 you know on their website they have you listed as 155 that the fight was going to be at 155 that's like on the the website yeah uh, swear to God, yeah. I was just gonna take a phone call and be like, "Bro, can I, can I eat a sandwich tonight?" Yeah, or? yeah. Can I go back up a little bit? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look at that contract real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, speaking of weight cuts, um, what did you think of Taylor, the whole Taylor Randine debacle the other day? Um, that is, the, that was the most unprofessional, like, like, why, why are you even stepping on the plane? Like, you know, like, like as far as a professional, professional fighting goes, that's, that was one of the most unprofessional things I've ever seen. Like, yeah, yeah to show up over so overweight without even without even like you know if you if you just like you know because it does happen but you know you give somebody a heads up like yeah we, we're not going to make the weight we might, can we try to reset it or something like that you know like just showing up and just being that much over and then gaining weight after the fact yeah you, know, you can tell uh i mean i don't blame her i wouldn't want to fight taylor either if i were her but don't sign the contract then like yeah. nobody forced you to do it right and from what we're hearing is like there everybody's basically washing their hands with her now like uh nobody nobody wants to be in the randine business anymore and i don't blame them because yeah. i don't i can't even understand how something like that would happen i got the whole explanation from like her management team and whatnot but still to to show up from what I understand, she was like nine or 10 pounds over when she showed up, when she did yep. her weight cut, she only dropped to eight pounds over. And then when they gave her the 24 hour grace period, she fucking threw eight pounds back on. Yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah, you're wasting yeah, everybody's time. Yeah. Respect people's respect, respect people's time. Like, you know, I don't care if you don't, I don't care if you don't like your opponent or something like that, but you know, every fighter should respect the process. Um, you know, Every weight, every every fight camp takes so much time. It takes so much out of you personally. You know, um, yeah. Every weight cut, you know, takes yeah so much yeah. out of you health wise. Yeah, you know, it's it's brutal. You know, to force somebody, you know, to have somebody do that, and you know full well that you ain't taking that fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of preparation and 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 the money and yeah. it doesn't even matter if you're hurting for money or not. It's just something that you're looking forward to for so long and you're you're banking on this to happen. And like you said, you go through all the training and travel to and from and and so, kids and daycare and just everything. Everything that's why, nutrition that's why, that's is like call it's, MMA blue balls. It's all uh, that build up and no release. I get aggravated. I'm not doing shit, man. I freaking get up and go to work, come home, watch that shit, look online. Like, oh, they're going to fight. It's coming up soon. You know, I'm not doing anything. That's all I'm doing is flicking through channels and then Facebook and shit. And I get aggravated. So I can't even imagine if I was a fighter, I'd flip out. I'd freaking flip out. I, I wouldn't be, I would lose. Sometimes I flip out when someone misses weight and I'm on my couch, you know, it's crazy. Fuck. I don't know how, I don't know how you guys do it. Go through all that and then fucking. Don't lose it. Yeah, don't kill someone in the park. Yeah, yeah, like fucking flip <laughs> someone's car, go out and fucking flip someone's car, ah, Hulk out, start yeah, running man. through walls and shit. So, so Keith, you got Strauss this weekend. You got Daniel Strauss. I don't, I don't recall last time he fought. I know you've been out of the, you've been out of the cage for what, almost two years now, or a year and a half. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a little while. Like, yeah. Um, sure. Like you know, he uh he I think he's been out a little bit longer than me. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, the big difference is the whole time I've been looking to get back in. Like you know, I've been I've been training nonstop. You know, I've been through 
I've probably been through about seven fight camps in that time. And they yeah. fall, fell through, like either the events fell through due to COVID. Um, you know, I've had three or four fights, you know, pull out, like, you know, were fight week pull outs and stuff like that. And, you know, if you look at the way that I train, like, you know, um, I'm a habitual overtrainer. So, like, you know, I haven't been stopping, like, you know, uh, like ring rust definitely isn't going to exist for me just because I've spent the whole time in the cage you know, working with, you know, top level athletes and, you know, and just preparing for something that, you know, is finally surfacing again. There you go. So, yeah. Do you know him personally? Uh, no, I don't know him personally. No, I was just going to ask you, like he, he does have a, a, a history, like he has his, like a, a little bit of a sketchy background. And uh, I know that like certain people carry themselves with, certain levels of pride where like when you hear somebody has a aggravated assault against their wife where he supposedly stabbed her in the fucking stomach <laughs> i don't know if you know these stories yes. but like does I'm, does, I'm, I'm does that does that fuel you a little bit more uh to to you know crush this man or you don't know what went on in their life that night so you just fucking don't even give a fuck about it like you know i, I try not to not to make these things personal like you know, um, that's just, that's just never been the type of fighter that I am like, uh, but yeah, you know, I, you know, I was, a, I was a Marine. I was a, right. I was a, I was a poorly paid assassin. Like I don't need a reason to fuck you up. Hmm. I just need to be paid to fuck you up. There you go. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that like, yeah, that's my, my, my motivation for going in there. Um, now, like, you know, there have, there have been a couple of fights in my career that, like, you know, stuff got a little personal, and that never went very well for my opponent. Like, you know, uh, like, you know I, I, try to, I try to fight with honor at all times, but, you know, I, that, that being said, you know, if <laughs> motion sensor. <laughs> <laughs> you ever, that you ever being do that said, at work like, when you, know, when if, you sit uh, down, when you ever sit down at work and, uh, take a shit and then you play on your phone too long that the fucking bathroom yeah. lights go yeah. off. And yeah. You're going yes. like that. Yeah. You got to try to like get over the stall a little bit. Like, Oh, hopefully nobody walks in and they're like, you've been in here and the lights are off, you know? Like, oh shit. Uh, that's funny. I'm but, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you no problem. Um, uh, it's a light spot. No, you were saying you don't like to. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's best. You don't take things personal. If it does get personal, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a savage. I'll, I will, I will react with savagery. Like, there you, go. you know, um, you know, I'll usually give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, if I, if I'm uh, grabbing a limb, you know, I'm going to give you the opportunity to tap. Unless you, you make snap. things personal. <laughs> and then you just go, then, then, then it's like, then it's on the ref the ref to stop me before, and as soon as he does, I'm I'm releasing. But you know, usually, like you know, when when you're in the gym, like you know, you know, you'll kind of lock something in, and just slowly apply pressure. You know, there you go. Your, your grace period is gonna be get, gonna get a lot shorter. You know, if you if yeah. you start making things personal, is you this might not a, be holding the old Polari so but you'll be no no no, no. no yeah no, I, no, 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 <laughs> not that far but you know you're not trying to ruin his career um 
where can the uh, event be seen? Is it pay-per-view? Is it um, on Fight I TV? Uh, Fight Network, I think. Uh, and they have a, um, that, like, it's, uh, so it's going to be televised on, like, uh, if you get Fight Network. But then I know they also have an app, and I think they're also going to be doing a stream, too. Okay. So there'll be uh, several. Yeah, just go to their website. You can find uh, find out where you, where you need to, uh, where the best location for you to watch it is. But, you know, Fight Fight Network, uh, I think, is the, um, is like the channel. Okay. Are we going to ever see you um, venture over into the bare knuckle world or are you sticking around in MMA? I've uh, honestly, um, like, you know, I was already in, a, I was already kind of in a fight camp for uh, like, you know, I was trying to, trying to get on um, one of the cards in November, but like, you right. know, they hadn't had me matched and stuff like that. So this opportunity popped up and yeah, you know, I was too good to, too good to turn down. But and now, I, I would definitely, I definitely want to do a, a bare knuckle fight. In, um, in no, bare knuckle, would you want to go one forty five? In bare knuckle, would you want to go one forty five, one thirty five? Which weight class? Um, probably, probably, probably stay around one thirty five. One thirty five. Um, yeah, I, I've got that cut down pretty, pretty good to where like I'm not. Plus, with with it being just boxing and stuff like that, I can lose a little bit. Uh, lose a little bit of like you know. Um, I don't, I don't need to carry as muscle, as much muscle as I do in, uh, MMA. So the cut would be even easier. Well, honestly, over in BKFC, if, if it was BKFC that you were looking at, uh, join in, I know that the 135 division over there is probably it, other than the women's 125 division, the 135 men's division probably is the deepest they have a shitload of deep, like really good fighters in the 135 pound division. There's, there's a lot in the 185 around there too. Yeah. Yeah. And and heavyweight, but 135 is is stacked with killers. So that would be the one you'd want to get into. Um, You know me, I'm, I'm, I'm Marine. I'm amphibious. You know, I, uh, I'm not afraid, afraid of deep water. Yeah. As long as there's a box of crayons and a check involved, right? (laughs) Yep. He's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> they do have a macaroni and cheese uh, crayon, right? They do. They it's do. delicious. You know, it's it doesn't funny taste like macaroni and cheese. That's though. the one, though. It tastes like fucking wax. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Toppin's in there right now. He says 135 is where it's at. Andrew Toppin, are you fighting at 135? Um, why don't you? Oh, he's fighting at 145. I was going to say, why don't you fight Keith Richardson, Andrew? Let's go ahead and make a fucking fight right now. Doing some matchmaking? Yeah, let's do some matchmaking. Why not? So, uh, yeah, man, we're really excited about your fight this weekend. Um, would you say that this camp, I know this is like the seventh fight camp that you've been in in the last two years, but uh, would you say that everything's gone as planned and you're feeling top shape heading in? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like I stay fight ready. Like, you know, I've, I've taken fights on, you know, uh, two days notice, you know, and went three rounds and like, you know, drop the dude and like, you know, just fought wars on two days notice. Like, you know, and you know, like I stay fight ready. So, uh, like, you know, this camp was, uh, a little short, but I actually prefer shorter camps at this, uh, this point, like, cause you know, if the camp's too long, I wind up, I wind up like overtraining going in with like a little bit more banged up. So like a shorter camp, like I, I feel fresh, yeah. You know, um, 
and like you know i just feel ready to go right now so like you know this is uh it's been a really good camp it's awesome dude glad to see you getting back in there um i can't even imagine like being a guy like yourself you remind me a lot of my older brother my older brother was he wasn't a marine but he was a ranger he was a sniper he was doing fucking real bang bang shit and when he came home this motherfucker needed an outlet and he needed to stay busy. And like, you seem to have the same demeanor as Ryan. If he does not keep his hands busy and he does not keep himself busy at all times, everybody's in trouble and uh, watch out. But yeah, yeah, yeah that, so. was de- that was definitely me. Like the first, like, cause I extended to finish my last tour with my guys. So as soon as I, as soon as we got back, I was out. So like there was like almost no transition period. It was like a couple of weeks or a month or something like that. So I was home from Ramadi where it was like fucking wild, wild west. And then like I was just kind of booted out into the civilian world. And like at first I was not adjusting well. And then as soon as I found MMA, like it just kind of kind of became my therapy and just, you know, kept me from hurting myself and kept me from hurting others by hurting others. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, it's a good a, outlet to have. <laughs> right, it's a slippery slope. Like for like heavily affected PTSD soldiers, like my brother, and it seems like you had your fair share of PTSD as well. You have the PTSD. Was it grappling PTSD? That's the yeah. Is that what is that? Um, grappling PTSD. They do um like all kinds of like rocks, walks, um. Yeah, they uh, try to, um, you know, get veterans involved in, uh, you know, in jujitsu, in uh, MMA gyms, you know, and trying to, because, uh, you know, most, most of the veterans that I, I've dealt with and stuff like that, like, you know, it's one of the big things that I've always tried to do with the gym, you know, being a gym owner, try to get veterans in here, you know, try to take care of the guys, like, you know, just kind of, um, like kind of seems like it, it works. It's like one of the perfect outlets. Cause like, once you get that warrior mindset in, in you know, inside, it doesn't really, doesn't really leave. You just need to find like positive outlets for it. And like jujitsu, MMA, boxing, kickboxing seems like it's, it's a good outlet for that, uh, that type of, uh, fucked up wild energy. Do you think that like, you would think that there'd be more, in MMA, right? Right, and I'm not saying that there's not a lot of them, but like when you look, when you like diehard fans of MMA, and you you know you talk the big ones, you talk UFC, Bellator, PFL one, and you like start going through their roster. There's not a whole shitload of veterans. There's there's a, like a few sprinkled in there, but like, well, um, like I think part of the reason is like. You know, um, most of the veterans that they're taking a, a four-year gap in their in their in training, like one of their prime athletic times. Yeah, and like you know, and then even even afterwards, like you know, especially if they've seen like heavy combat and stuff like that, there's almost kind of a, like a decompression stage. So like you know, that's a where it's so probably losing... just a five-year gap. You know, and then you're in your your twenties. You know, trying to trying to catch up with these guys that have been doing it. Yeah. You know, nonstop. Yeah. yeah like, especially like you see, I think you saw more back like years ago, 
but now these got like you know now now ki- these kids coming up have been training since they were fucking eight years old in MMA. So yeah. like you know trying to trying to catch back up to them after the fact you know makes it really hard. Yeah. Like you know when I started out, yeah, uh, like I actually turned down a wrestling scholarship to go into the Marine Corps. Yeah, like, so know, yeah that I, makes a lot of sense. Actually, so it's like you know, I was still training a little bit when I was in the Marine Corps, but it was like I spent most of my time overseas and yeah. So I wouldn't like, you know, and but as soon as I, as soon as I found MMA, it was an everyday thing for me. Like, you know, so I had that going for me, like, but, uh, plus, you know, the sport was still, still younger. You know, I've been at this for 15 years. Right. And prior to, um, prior, prior to the Marines, you, you were like strictly wrestling. Yeah. I was a state champ wrestler. There was no boxing. There was no jujitsu, nothing like that prior to the Marines. And then no, just a li- like just a little bit like you know I, I would watch boxing a lot like i did a, uh i think i trained for about a month before i went in a little bit did you um do you know bruce boyington at all uh, who is that bruce boyington do you know him he's no. a he's a marine veteran as well he's a little older than you i think he's about 42 43 but you know he fought in like ces and uh new england fights and he was a pro. He, he, I mean, he had probably 30, 35 pro fights, but we talked to him and he, he talks the same kind of stuff about Marine yeah. Corps. And he, he didn't really, he did Taekwondo before Marines. And then when he got into the Marines, he was doing like the uh, Marine combatives or something yeah. like that. And then when he got out is when he went real heavy. Yeah. Did you do any of that? Um, I did a little bit, but I didn't get a, uh, I didn't get like a really big opportunity to do any of that stuff. Like, you know, like, you know, I could have tried to like, you know, try out for like the all Marine wrestling team or something like that. But, um, you know, when there was a war going on and yeah. so like, you know, I spent a lot of time, uh, deployed and like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to like, you know, like, especially if, if you make like the all Marine team or something like that, that's, that's your job in the Marine Corps. But I wouldn't, uh, like, you know, I, I loved leading Marines. I loved, you know, like, you know, so I wouldn't have left my guys to, you know, go, yeah. go, go wrestle. You were busy fighting Moors. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Hate on that, motherfuckers. All right. Hey, man, uh, let's do a speed round with you, a Halloween speed round with Keith, Keith Richardson. Let's do it. All right. Let's we, do it, brother. All right. Number one, same question we asked Amber, favorite Halloween candy. I know you're not eating candy right now, but. Uh, I, I gotta go the same way. Uh, Reese's, uh, peanut butter cups. Like, Reese's yeah. That's, Mike, what's yours? Like, that's, uh, I love Sour Patch Kids, man. Yeah, you like the, now my favorite like seasonal candy like though is, um, Cadbury eggs. Cadbury okay. eggs. I used to love them, but like, I feel like now that I'm older, I had one like just, you know, last Easter and I like, just took this gigantic bite out of it and I started eating it and I was like, yo, this is delicious. And about two seconds later, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can eat this anymore. Like, I don't know. Like I got really, you know, like immediately it was just so good. And so quickly, like, I don't want the rest of this really. Like maybe I did eat the rest of it, but I was like, I'm not going to eat another one. It was just too much for me. Too, it's too sweet. You know, you literally got tapped out by a Cadbury egg. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't do any more of this fucking Cadbury <laughs> shit. Choked, it choked your yep, ass out. It did. Number it two. Mike. Heavy. If you had to compare yourself to a horror movie villain, who are you most like and why? Hmm. Hmm, that's a good one. 
Do you happen to walk faster than people run? I mean, that's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> you need I'm that. I'm not to a be professional a speed walker, but <laughs> um, Jason Voorhees is good at that. Uh, like, yeah, I, I, you know, J- he's probably uh, actually. I wouldn't go uh, Jason. I'd go uh, Michael Myers, just because he's he's just relent relentless. You know, so. I, I asked that question. So when I write these questions during the day, I like fuck around at work and I'll ask people questions. And I asked a guy at work and he said Mike Myers about himself. And I go, who would you say for me? And he was like, oh, uh, what's homeboy's name from Hellraiser? Pinhead? I was like, <laughs> fuck, man. You said you think I'd be Pinhead? He goes, yeah, I think you'd be Pinhead. I'm like, motherfucker. I thought you were going to see like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something like that. Letterface, <laughs> something like that. But I got Pinhead. Mike would be Chucky. Yeah, that... Was uh, good, Chucky uh, Dell's uh, best best bud or something? Best buddy? What was what was the yeah. actual... My buddy doll? My Yeah. That like I had one like when I was a kid I had one yes. of those dolls, and like I snuck and watched that movie. And then you got rid of that doll, and I I beat the shit out of that doll <laughs> for a good solid two hours, locked it in the closet, and I never saw it again. Gave that dude the razor's edge, the fucking power slam, fucking choke yeah, slam, everything. Like, yeah, fuck you, Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number three have you ever turned a kid away at your door for being too lazy about their costume no i, I come on like I, I couldn't i couldn't do that but uh this, this guy does that and my wife thinks <laughs> my wife thinks it's fucking hilarious because there'll be like a group of kids that comes up and like three of them will have really good costumes and then the, the fourth kid will have like a jeans and t-shirt on with a with a mask and I'll be like, bro, you get nothing. Get out of here. Try, <laughs> try harder next time. No, like, <laughs> I will put candy. What you do is you still give them something. You give them like raisins. Yeah, you apple. get an apple, motherfucker. You get an apple. Dental no, floss. I give them one of those Mary Janes. Dental floss, yeah. he says. To give him <laughs> like, a dental floss. Like, you can be a dick, but still give them something. Oh, man. See, I did that a couple times, and Amy's like, you're fucking ridiculous. I'm like, like did you see that kid? He just borrowed that mask from someone. He didn't even try. Fuck out of here. Get out of here, kid. Anyways, I'm an asshole, apparently. Number four, Mike. In pounds, how much Halloween candy is handed out in the United States each year? Oh, God. In pounds. We're a fat nation. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's like 40% oof. or something like that. Isn't like, it? It might even be more. Forty percent obese. Obesity, yeah. Oh, really? It's got to really? be like. Is it? Is, is it in the billions? I will give you that. That's a hint. It is in the billions, in pounds. I'm gonna go eight billion. Sir, it is five hundred and ninety-eight billion pounds of candy is handed out in the United States every year in the dollar amount. Whatever that is, I'm pretty sure that's a quadrillion. <laughs> that's that was the dollar amount in candy. Damn. <laughs> One point nine quadrillion dollars in candy every year in this fat fucking nation of ours. Well, it's gonna it's I'm gonna push it into the six the six hundred uh million billion. 
because I'm going to be post-weight cut, post-fight. <laughs> like, I'm going to get one of those, like, uh, you ever see those uh, super huge Reese's Cups? Yes. Like, the, the pound, the ones that are a pound themselves? Yeah. Yep. Keith, I'm tonight, after this show, I will find the video and I will post it online. I ate a one-pound Snickers and I, I uh, time-lapse videoed it. It... It's like a it's like a one and a half minute long video, but it took me forty five minutes to eat this fucking Snickers bar, Jesus. and my mouth hurt so bad, my gums hurt. But the whole video is just me just mowing this thing in front of the camera. Uh, I'll post that shit. It's That's one point nine trillion. It, went, it, went, it went, went in king size and came out like minis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it came out. Then I saved them and handed it to the lazy kids yeah. on Halloween. Yeah, you little bastards. <laughs> That's what you get, you fucks. Number five, would you rather egg a house, toilet paper somebody's property, or smash someone's pumpkins? Hmm. Like, like all right, so if it's somebody that I don't like, uh, the only thing you don't get back is time. Which... I get oh, I'm saying. trying to, I'm trying to, depends on how much time they put into uh, like the pumpkin. Like, yeah, so, some people get really artsy and in, intricate with that. <laughs> and if I'm just being like, oh, yeah. I, I'm not a hateful person to begin with. But if I, if for some reason somebody forces me to cross that line, like, You want oh, that like level three fucking pumpkin carving shit. Yeah, level four, yeah, four like, pumpkin difficulty. Yeah, like if you if you busted out the exacto knife, I'm fucking up that pumpkin, <laughs> dude. I spent so, an hour and fifteen minutes on a pumpkin last week. What'd you do? No, what, no what was it? It was something that said like "boo" to you, and it had like the eyes for the O's, and and then like hands, and it was pretty cool. And I did another one too last year that had like this crazy. I don't know why, but I, I just I like doing it. I get I get pretty fucking crazy with it. I did a Wu Tang pumpkin two years ago. I did an Outcast. I did the whole Outcast logo. I, I tried to do a. Oh, you make your own though. I don't do that shit. I buy yeah. like the stencil thing and put it on oh, there, and then see. fucking cut it, and it it gets crazy. I find a picture online, then I draw it on the pumpkin with a sharpie, and then I cut that bitch out, and it comes out fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah. I did a uh, a Wu Tang um, Batman symbol. Oh, Piss me was... off, and I'm smashing both of your guys' pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I feel like if you're talking about time saving, I, I you're you're trying to ruin somebody's. Someone uh, who took a lot of time on a pumpkin, you smashed their okay, shit. You're really you're gonna about. get their that attention with that. Because like, because the quickest one there is definitely egging a house. You just oh, yeah. drive, drive by and whip just a fuck out there, spray it down. Right. <laughs> so one one year. I don't know who the fuck figured this shit out. And nowadays, I don't know. Maybe everyone knows about it, right? But one of my friends goes, yo, I know the best place to get eggs. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, dude. And now now come to think about it, stop and shop with like a big fucking store might have been better. But there was a CVS. He goes, I went and parked behind a CVS last week. And I looked on the back steps where the fucking truck delivery is. And he's like, there was cartons of eggs just out in the back, just sitting there. He's like, they must just be old eggs. They're going to throw them out and they just have them sitting there. So you're like, no way. So we go and drive up. There was like four entire cartons of eggs. So we had like 
25 dozen eggs or some crazy amount of fucking eggs that didn't have to pay. Cause you know, we used to just steal like eggs from my mom, you know, like, Oh, let's just steal our parents eggs. Like, Oh my, I got three, you know, this guy's got a brand new one. Just went shopping. My mom just I mean, thought I was making an omelet. Right. Like, you know, we're just stealing our own food and throwing it at people's houses. Not a good idea. So we went and we were like, Holy shit, man, we fucked shit up with those eggs, man. And we did that for so long. With those eggs, but we were like, we're brilliant. We just found, you know, this, uh, you know, twenty-five dozen eggs for free. I mean, who does that? I think, the, so. I think the meanest thing I did, like, I did like that as a kid was uh, fill the uh, garbage can up with water, and then leaned it against the door. So when they knocked and ran, oh my god, really? Yeah. I would fucking shoot at somebody if they did that. I swear to God, were they pretty fucking? Funny. Oh, that's a heavy. <laughs> pretty fucking, fucking funny though. <laughs> that's a heavy fucking barrel though. Like, did they, were they stuck? They couldn't open the door. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, he's talking like the front door. They got to open in, right? They got to open yeah. it inwards. Yeah, yeah. open in and a dirty yeah. ass garbage. Okay, they don't have a screen water. door or something like filled with dirty stank water. Yeah. Ooh. Just, yeah. God damn, you fucking. Are you yeah. leaning it? Oh, I was. God. I'm thinking uh, like a screen door, you know, the other screen nah. door. No, no, that's a pretty good one, Keith. And I would definitely yeah. uh, abuse a, a neighborhood child if yeah. I fucking don't, found him doing that. Don't follow that example. Yeah. <laughs> we know there's All a right. lot of children watching this shit, so don't yeah. try it. All right, Keith. So we got your sponsors scrolling across the bottom there. Go ahead, shout out whoever you want to shout out and uh, give us a little prediction for this weekend's fight and then we'll let you get up out of here. Um, yeah, first and foremost, I uh, got to thank my team over here at Modern Warrior. Like, you know, I got some of the best uh, students, friends, coaches over here. Um, yeah, we are definitely a family and uh, yeah, I appreciate their, their, their support. You know, all my sponsors, um, big love to uh, 007 uh, Bell Bonds. Um, you know, I just lost, uh, you know, my form, um, like, you know, I, I actually used to work for him uh, as a Bell Bondsman. Um, I just lost, my, you know, my really good friend, Brian Baker. Um, so definitely uh, dedicating this fight to him. Like, he sponsored me since I was, uh, uh, since my first amateur fight. Wow. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, just recently passed. Um, so definitely want to, uh, and then as, as, as always, like, you know, I'm carrying all my fallen brothers with me every time I step in that cage. So, you know, I'm bringing the fire. Well, sorry for your loss, brother. And, uh, that is awesome. You know, shout out to you and all your Marine Corps bros. And, uh, we will be tuning in if we can, we will be watching. We will be, uh, we have a range weekend this weekend, but I'm sure we'll be able to watch the fight. So, oh, yeah. Sounds good. All right, my man. Thank you for coming by and good luck this weekend. Appreciate it, brother. All right. See you guys later. Take All it right. easy. Take it easy. All right. That was Keith the Rockstar Richardson making his return to the cage this weekend against Daniel Strauss in X MMA Vice City in a 142. Two pound catch weight is that what he said? Yeah, even though it does say one fifty five on the on the website, but dude, their website's pretty cool. I love the font and like they use like a Street Fighter looking like uh, anime type yeah, characters. Yeah, 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 it's pretty fucking cool. I like it. It's awesome. It is, and uh, yeah, the poster that they made for that event is tight. So yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like wh whoever's 
whoever XMMA is, whoever's financing that, they're putting really good money into that, and they're putting out a good product. And the the uh, the lineup of fighters that they have on the card there is very impressive. So good for him. I'm glad to see him get back in there and to get back in there after a long layoff from the cage and returning into two time world champion like Daniel Strauss is pretty badass. So. Uh, we have our third guest in the waiting room right now. We're going to bring him in in one second. And you know what reminded me of our next guest is the colors for the Vice City, which I, I've I've come to grow fond of the the old uh, pink and blue like Vice City Broadway font type type shit. Which uh, our next guest has is uh, his, some cool ass t shirts that. Uh, just dropped recently. I believe they just dropped recently. We have a picture up. We'll bring them on. We'll show you guys glow in the dark shit. So, without All right, further ado, let's, let's go ahead and bring in the boogeyman himself, Arnold Bumaye Adams, who is one half of the main event against Joey Beltran for the title that he once held. And he's looking to get back at BKFC New York. His name is Arnold Adams, and he is here. What is going on? There he is, the boogeyman himself. Oh, you, you see how he's covering his face there? He must be patrol man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> we have figured it out. We finally figured out who the fuck patrol man is. What's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you? What's going on? What's the word? What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about all kinds of shit, man. We had uh, at, we had Amber uh, Fields on here a little earlier. We just had Keith Richardson on, and now we have a world champion. What's up? What was she, what was Amber talking about? She was talking about you, man, big time. <laughs> hey there, buddy. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually talking to her about everything because you know whoever a lot of people who watch it know bare knuckle because that's kind of what our show is. We cover a lot of bare knuckle stuff. So we kind of just talked to her about her, her life, you know, what she does. We did talk about ring card girl stuff, but we talked about like the modeling and what she does outside of that. So it was actually pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She said she'll be up there in New York. She said she'd much rather have a cocktail with Mike and Mish than uh, Arnold Adams, but whatever, whatever she wanted to say. Now you tried it again. I'm back to these hands, you know, she might change her mind now. Yeah. So what's good, man? Are you uh you feeling you feeling tip top shape heading into New York? You look good. You look like you're uh very fit heading in there. No, you know, I, I can fit some donuts in my mouth or something. Uh <laughs> no, nah, feeling feeling great, man. <clears throat> I'm around two forty right now, you know. Did a lot of a lot of cardio, a lot of a lot of different things than what I normally do. Um, I don't say a lot of different things, but I did. I did change one key element in this training camp, and I really noticed the difference when I made that change. So I'm feeling good, man. I'm ready to become two-time world champion. Again. What can I say? Are you, did you change up your uh, your training and add more cardio because you see uh, Joey himself all over social media with Britain doing all kinds of different shit now and looking thinner than fucking ever? I see it, you know. No, not really. Um, he was the he's always been known for his cardio, right? When we fought the first time, that's all he talked about was his cardio. His cardio did nothing for him. 
I weighed probably 262, 260-ish, somewhere around there for that fight. I'm walking around at 240 right now. Um, you know, so he's talking about cardio. Cool. Run your cardio game. But, you know, hey, <laughs> run your cardio game. You tried to run that the first time we met in the ring, and it didn't quite work out for you. Yeah, man. Well, he has had a good run. Uh, you guys, I, I really do feel, and I'm not, I'm not bullshit when I say this, like you two are the two best heavyweights of all time. As far as right now goes in the BKFC and, um, whoever wins this will, will basically have that crown as, as the best there's been so far. You, you believe right. that yourself, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> I already feel like I'm the best. Uh, that fight, his defense against Marcel. Marcel's not a heavyweight. He was. He's an 85er. That's a lot of weight he put on to come fight a heavyweight. So you know, I feel like Marcel should have. I don't know. He could have did something. Uh, but then, then he fought fucking Sam Shoemaker. They gassed Shoemaker into being something that he really wasn't. You know, that one knockout he had over Brent Prendo blew him up and made him a celebrity. But he had no. He's there's no boxing ability there. There's nothing there. Um, I don't know. I guess you could say you had a good run. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, it weighs on him knowing that he he lost the first match against you? Do you think that weighs on a fighter? Like, I I would imagine that you got to think about that in the back of your mind. Like, oh man, I, I faced this guy before I lost. Like, I you know, you're thinking like shit. No, it may not affect him because he's you. Yeah. How many times has him and fucking Lopez fought? Shit, him and Tony Lopez, like uh, five, 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 six, five or six times. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't play in his mind. Then again, it may, our particular fight may play into his mind because of how it went. And it was kind of one-sided. And there really was, he had no answer for me. He couldn't come in. He couldn't fight me from outside. When he tried to rush in, I'd stu- I'd shove a jab in his mouth. Like, what do you do? How do, what do you, what do, yeah, so it, it, it probably does play in his mind. And he's probably, I'm pretty sure him and his team, they're over there digging in the dirt, trying to scratch out plays, make plays on how they're going to beat me or try to write their game plan together. You know, whatever. Y'all do what y'all do. I'll be waiting. I'll be ready. But it it has been a while since you guys first fought, and you, like I would imagine that you consider you would you would consider yourself better now than you were then. Everybody's always evolving, and you've looked fantastic your last couple fights. So he's not really fighting the same Arnold Adams that he fought the first time. So game plan all you want, you know what I mean? It's like I mean, when it come, when push comes to shove, you guys are gonna have a fist fight in New York. Has so. He evolved in his three years here. Has he evolved? Yes. I, I, I honestly think have, that he's how have you seen him level up in his in his performance? Aside, we know he's got cardio. We that's that's a given. That's been his thing for since the beginning of his fight career. Has he evolved in bare knuckle boxing since he fought me last? I would honestly say that his fight style hasn't changed at all. Except that, like you like you just said, his body st- his body type has changed. He's cut some fat off he's he's trimmed out he's he's been working on his body type but his fight style has never really changed it's always been the same joey beltran every time so 
Do you think it's kind of like uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it type of thing? Like, hey, this has been working every fight. Just outlast, you know, outgun the opponent, and it's been working up yeah, to this point. Winning. You know, he's been winning. <laughs> That's definitely his thing. Because, you know, most fighters, what do they do? Attack his head. What do they do? Bust their hands. What does he do? Rounds three, four, five, he starts to pick it up. As a, and he gives you round one and two. He'll give you those rounds. Three, he's going to start to open up. Four, he's going to start to tag you. Five, he's going to keep prepping you. He's, gonna, he's never going to let you breathe in round five. Mm -hmm. At least he tried that with me. Right, and he did that against Marcel. And and I like you said, Marcel was – he weighed in at 214 pounds, I believe, for that fight, if I remember correctly. And like you said, he was not in a weight class that he even belonged in. And right. after, three, after three hard rounds – Joey started just like leaning in on him and putting and putting in work on him, just gassing him out. And I was, if I remember correctly, it's almost like Stamps kind of just like almost gave up, think, right? He tapped he basically. I think he broke his right hand or his left hand. He broke one of his hands, and once that happened, it broke him mentally. Oh, okay. I didn't. I don't remember him breaking his hand. That's it was a while ago. So I just remember him being massively outsized against Joey. And then, like you just said, exactly what you just said in the later rounds, he was just putting the, 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 putting his weight into it. He was pushing him against the ropes. He's shoving him all around the ring, and Marcel yeah. just seemed to give up. Everything that breaks a fighter's spirit, not let, not giving him a chance to breathe and get set how he wants to get set and see what's coming. It's just constantly, it's constantly something. Whether he's leaning on them or he's ripping punches, even if they're not powerful, it's just the fact that he's constantly getting hit. He doesn't have a chance to get his mind in order and really focus on what's going on. That's his game. Josh Burns says he broke both hands. He's in See? the comments. He, he said he yeah. broke both his hands. Exactly. Yeah. He his hands were his hands were fucked. So that's rough. Yeah, and that broke him mentally. The first one, he he instantly just got loading up with the other one, and then. Fucked it up even worse instead of just trying to stick and move. Stick and move. Like, you're an athlete. Why are you in here trying to slug with someone that's naturally 40 pounds heavier than you, 30 pounds heavier than you? Be smart. Yeah, that fight, uh, Beltran was 253, Stamps was 216 and a quarter. What? And on that, Marcel, you put this weight on to make it. So now you're fighting that weight that you're not used to. Yeah. That's so, wild. So we. If he beat him, what was going to happen next? If Marcel won, if Marcel, <laughs> he's going to fight happened? you. He's going to fight you. He's going to fight Josh Burns. He's going to fight these fucking <laughs> monsters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. Like you're like you're like you just said. I don't know what the what the the thought behind making that fight was because the the size difference was so outrageous. You're right. I if he was if huge. he was to win, what's he going to do? I think it was a numbers thing. Yeah, because the fight in Mississippi, correct? The Coliseum was it the Coliseum in Mississippi? I, in I think Biloxi. it was. Yeah, it was in Biloxi. I'm yeah, not sure. Tony's Pizza Event Center, Selena. Selena. Oh. Yeah, this might be wrong on this uh, the box wreck. That's where it has the fight, though. That's where it was. Tony's Pizza Event Center, Kansas. It was Kansas. in Kansas. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Saturday, 10th, October 2020. Yeah, that's where it has Joey Beltran, Marcel Stamps, Kansas know. Athletic Commission. So it could be wrong. You know how these websites are, though. We've we've learned that the more and more we cover the sport, we we find out like topology, which we used to look at all the time, is constantly wrong. Like so I feel like it was in Biloxi. Nah, Scott Foley's saying it wasn't in Biloxi. Uh, Josh Burns saying it was in Kansas, so we're all fucked up. Mike's okay. the only one right reading it off the inter- interwebs. Yes, it was in Kansas. All right. <laughs> hey, so like, what are your thoughts on the state of uh, on the state of uh, the heavyweight division right now? It's pretty impressive, right? You guys got Dylan Cleckley, you got Josh Burns, you got Alan Belcher's in there now. Um, it's, yeah. it's a Pretty stout division, right? I feel like there needs to be more. There needs there, to be. Oh, there definitely needs to be more, I think, across the board. And there needs to be more, more heavyweights. Because eventually, we're going to get tired of fighting each other. <laughs> more heavyweights. There's, what, six heavyweights in that we talk about? There's me, Burns, Beltrain, uh, Kleckler, Bell- Shoemaker. Yeah, Shoemaker's done. Tate. Uh, Frank Tate. Oh, Belcher. Tate. And right, Tate's like a ghost. It's like he, it's almost like he doesn't want anything to do with all the extra shit. Just call him when you need a body. A couple of newer guys coming up, uh, you know, yeah, that you are there. Oh, Bobo. Okay. Yeah, you got Bobo. You got Zach Kalmus, uh, Nolan Smith. Um, who? Yeah. The, the newer new kid, guy. New kid. I don't know. He hasn't fought yet, but he looks like a, a you know, a giant kid that could do some work. He's fighting um, on the card in New York against Zach Kalmus uh, on the prelims there. Okay. All right. There, cool. There's talks about Mark Hunt possibly coming over. The Mark Sam- Hunt is uh, the, the Samoan. The, yeah, what's his name? The Samoan. What the fuck is his nickname? But he's the, he's the, he's the walk-off knockout guy. For, yeah, for but year, it, year, years in the UFC. I don't think it'll be uh... – continuous thing. I think it'd be a, a super fight type of deal. Like how Bigfoot and Noguera, not Noguera, uh, who did Bigfoot fight? Rico Rodriguez? Oh, um, no. Oh, Gabriel Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Oh, Gabriel Gonzaga. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's right. Kind of like one of those things. Like he's going to call somebody out that he's been wanting to touch and, and they're going to set it up and get it over with type thing. Well, I don't know. It might, you know what might happen? I can see him fighting Frank Mir. Whatever happened to Frank Mir fighting in, in probably, probably the you know the p- political side of the game. No, well, what happened was like he they announced that he signed with the BKFC and he was going to fight in the BKFC, but then he took that Triller fight and he mm-hmm. boxed in Triller, and right. then we, he's never been spoken about again. I don't like he lost that fight in Triller, so okay. I don't know if that dampened could, the fucking talks or whatever. <laughs> They had a couple fights UFC. I could see them going at it bare knuckle, and that'll really piss Dana White off too. Yeah, uh, you know what? And uh, you better not uh, lose to Joey because if if Joey wins, he'll probably fight Tony Lopez for a nineteenth time. <laughs> uh, if I lose, uh, Josh Burns wants Joey. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. He seems to be. Uh, in the hunt, according to his words and how he feels, he should be next. Uh, He's got his sights set. No, yeah. man, he, he looked like a – you know what? The, the big difference between Josh in that his last two fights, 
and um, he fought Frank Tate. Tate was a was an opponent change like three or four days before, and I don't think Josh took it too serious. And he he kind of like danced his way to the ring to "I'm Happy" by Pharrell. <laughs> you know what I mean? No offense to Josh, but I really, I thought it was Justin Timberlake. It was. I don't think it was, uh, I'm, was happy. "I'm Happy." Yeah, what is? I thought it was. Um, I got that sunshine in my oh, pocket, maybe. wasn't it? Maybe whatever it was, but he danced his way. He looked super happy. I really liked the Josh Burns that walked down to the ring to the fucking pirate war song in that last one. Oh yeah, with the flag over his shoulder. Oh like, yeah, he meant someone. Well, there's a difference. When he fought Sam Shoe, when he saw Shoe, that was there was a hatred there. Yeah, so there was animosity the, there for sure. Energy there when they fought. That's why he came out and. and Knocked him out the way he did. He had a different energy. He didn't have that energy when he fought Tate. I think, uh, like you said, he took it as he took it sweet. He took it lightly. And uh, Frank, yeah, Josh is in the comments. Says, "I'm next. You or Joey, big boy." <laughs> All right. All right. You're waiting. You're coming. I got you. I'll, 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 keep, I'll let you get a good look at him. No, and I think that Josh would even like would agree with what you just said and what we just said. Like, he was a different Josh Burns going into that Frank Tate fight than he usually is. And like him against Sorrow and him against Shoemaker, he looked like he was walking in there to take somebody's soul. Sorrow was another one of those bad blood situations. Yeah, right. Like they got, they they said something disrespectful that rubbed him the wrong way, and he held on to it, which is what you're supposed to do. He so, did a signature move. I, I think it should be a signature move now. Like if you knock someone out, he's got to crouch down and get over them. Like yeah, ah, like that. He has to do it now. He does that stone signature cold move. Steve, that Stone Cold Steve Austin over Vince McMahon <laughs> shit. If they make a BKFC game and he gets a knockout, he has to do that in the game. Right. <laughs> have to. And he has to, oh, my motherfucker, talk shit now. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me know. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I actually, I love the I love the heavyweight division right now. Like you said, it does need more people. But like like, like we always talk about on this show and, and us and the fans of the sport always talk about, I mean, it's still pretty new. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're still building the rosters. And they're starting to build the roster at a faster rate. So, you know, hopefully by this time next year, there's 25, 30 heavyweights in that division instead of a dozen. You know what I mean? So, gotcha. so I think to get there, the biggest thing, though, when these people get in here and they see what it's really about, they get scared. They don't want to come back or they get a taste of it. And they're like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. That's not what I, that's not for me. I like fighting, but I don't know about the, the raw bone and, I'm good. What do you everyone's think? Not, everyone's you, not built. For- yeah. What do you think of Bobo's last couple uh, performances? Because Bobo looked like he was um, maybe slowing, you know, slowing down and kind of like kind of get pushed off to the side when he got knocked out by Shoemaker and whatnot. But then he came out against Zach Calmus, and yeah, Zach Zach Calmus was a, a debuter and, and an unknown, but. He put on this bloody war with him, and then he came back out against uh, who's the dude he just fought, man. He's oh know, Rumsey, Rumsey. He he fought Rumsey and put on a, another fucking violent ass bloody war again. That's he, his style. He likes that, but he I guess that's what the people like. The people like all that 
gladiator blood gluts and glory shit y'all can have (laughs) (laughs) fuck i'm gonna sit here and let you give me brain damage i'm good (laughs) fuck i'm good it it, it excites the fans you know it keeps them coming back couldn't be me it's not your style. No, nah, man. You're keep cerebral, it, keep you're it clean. A, he's a cerebral assassin, you know? You no, know, I got kids at home, and I'm a youth football coach, and sometimes, you know, I, the kids look at me, and they're like, how you fighting? The kids I deal with, they will talk shit. I can't go for it. <laughs> do, you, do you listen to a Rogan podcast at all? No, I don't. So they were talking um, – I can't remember who he was talking to, but I was listening a couple of days ago and uh, they were talking about that, about, you know, fighters being cognizant of brain damage ahead of time. Like saying, hey, in my career, I don't want to get hit too many times. I want to go in and avoid as many punches as possible and try to get out of the sport as unscathed as I can. And they started going in talking about Floyd Mayweather and how good of a defensive boxer he is and trying not to get hit. And also win the fight so that he, you know, A, he's undefeated, B, he's rich, and C, he probably isn't going to have the brain issues that, you know, someone like Muhammad Ali or, you know. He's fine. He'll be 60 years old, still moving fine, still moving like everyone else. He hasn't taken no – and that same thing for me. I haven't taken nowhere near as much damage as some of these other fighters. Like, Joey's been in fucking wars, blood baths. Yeah. In UFC, Bellator, Strike Force, he's got over 35 fights, pro. He's been through some battles. <laughs> Scott Farley says maybe he can still learn to read. He's talking about Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's retired. He has time to get that hooked on fauna, hooked on fauna. He doesn't need to. He can have other people read to him. <laughs> but pays people to read. Like, He's got the girls. What's the, what's his strip club called? The girls show girl camp? collection. Girl collection. He'll just go in there and have one of the girls read him a book, read him a story. Yeah, get a massage. Feed someone's feeding you, and someone reads you a book. I mean, shit. I'm not gonna. I don't really know if he can or can't read. I was in this gym for two years training. I think what it is, and I had a buddy like this. In in private, they could read fine, but as soon as he gets in front of people. Or he's put on the spot to read. He gets the tongue tied and, and can't pronounce basic words. And he gets nervous and starts sweating. It's like, damn, just read these fucking words. Let everybody hear you read. Stop stop thinking so much. I mean, you know, like we used to pick on him, though. Listen, as long as Floyd, Floyd just needs to know how to read a check and sign his name. That's all he really needs to know. As long as he can count, that's pretty much all he cares about. <laughs> yeah, can't read, but he can do math like a motherfucker, man. I can add these up. I know where these commas supposed to go. Yeah. So, like, you were on, um, you were on Planet Hank last night with a friend of ours, uh, Tony Loco Soto, who has the opposite uh, style of as you. Both both goat combat agency guys, but Tony says he likes to stuff the jab with his forehead, <laughs> and um, he 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 was explaining this whole thing to me down in Birmingham, and he's like, "Nah, man." He's like, "I like to buckle the elbow by stuffing the jab with my forehead." I'm like, "I think that's a Hispanic thing. That's what Joey's playing." That's how Joey. I'm like, "You're crazy, man." 
coming forward and, and everyone's just tapping his the top of his the crown of his head breaking their knuckles jamming their elbows yeah yeah we're in that we're in that bar down in birmingham and tony's like go ahead throw a jab at me and i'm like holding a drink in my hand and i'm like i'm not gonna throw a jab at you he goes come <laughs> on man i want to fucking show you throw a jab and i'm like i am not throwing a jab at you in this bar he goes put your hand out like you're gonna throw a jab so i put my hand out and he jams his fucking head into my hand he's like you feel your elbow buckle there i'm like yeah no. you, you crazy fuck Thank <laughs> that's crazy yeah. yeah i mean but everybody has their style let's see if he's if he's five years from now if he still has that same style after his his head's been cracked a couple times He's got a mind for three days to get rid of. But Tony's yeah. my boy. Yeah, Tony's a crazy son of a bitch. Loco yeah. Soto is a perfect name for him. Yep, yeah. yeah. You spill the tea with him yet? No. Uh, he has the tea. Good. He has his show called Tea Time with Tony, where he brings you on, and then he asks you to talk about something that pisses you off. He calls it spilling the tea. Yeah. <laughs> no. <I'm, laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure you'll get there someday. Um, so you being, you know, being the top of the game, you know, fighting for the title, do you, do you pay attention to everybody? Did you watch the Alan Belcher, um, debut against Tony Lopez? I were did. You, would I you, really, what were your thoughts on that? I wasn't impressed. I will say that. No, I am not, prefer, I am not impressed by your performance. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> I mean, but they, they gave him, who they, who did he fight? He fought Tony Lopez. Why? I don't know why. Did, Is that, that really want to make your debut against? I think it's because they wanted to give him somebody that will not get knocked out. And and if you know Tony Lopez, he'll he'll he will take damage like no other and stick around for five full rounds, taking damage the whole time. And that's why people love to watch him fight. And it's like the perfect guy to showcase Alan Belcher to everybody in his first fight in BKFC. He, they all they probably figured. Um, they probably figured, you know, this is a good chance for Allen to get five full rounds in, probably get the W, and cause a bunch of bloody damage on the guy. <laughs> That's probably what they were thinking. Uh, Burns Alan, said they offered it to Prindle first, though. Is Allen a striker? Allen's a striker, yeah. He's you know a fucking main career. Uh, I, he, I believe so. I think he has more knockouts than submissions in his career, in his MMA career. I'd have to go back and fact check myself on that, but I think he was more known to knock somebody out. Um, I can tell you that he's 50 pounds bigger than he was in his fucking MMA career. Now he's gigantic. Heavyweight. He was not a heavyweight. He was a middleweight in MMA. Oh, he yeah, was a one. He, he was a 185 er and he is a full 50 pounds bigger than he fought in MMA. He's fucking uh, big now. How tall is he? I can't tell you that off the top of my head, Mike. What uh, do you got? So Six he's one? got he's got um 26 matches, 18 18 wins, eight losses. So 11 of those wins were by knockout, five by submission, two by decision. Okay. And what's what's his height? His height doesn't necessarily. 6'2", 185 when he... That doesn't necessarily mean they're all knockouts. They can be knockouts on the ground. They can be a kick. Yeah. For me in one way. Ground and pounds. and Right. Yeah, a lot of them he's got, uh, let's see, punches and elbows, submission submission to punches. 
Exactly. See, so yeah, two KO punches. That's what I'm saying. That's why I didn't think he was a striker. He might be a ground and pounder. KO yeah. head kick. Exactly. He's got a. He's got a elbows and strike. TKO slam. Exactly. See, this is not. This is a different. A few punches, a few slams, a head kick. Yep. Yeah, I didn't think he was a a striker like that. So a lot of his stuff has come from the ground somehow. Well, um, but I mean, you know, hey, he fought Tony Lopez. He did his thing against Tony. The guy's sixty years old. <laughs> yeah, and J- and Tony Lopez was uh, going through some things too when he came back to fight him. So, uh, hey, Tony came back for the money. Yeah, Burns says Beltro's hands look like shit. So, like you said, um, he came back. He uh, he did his thing. What about what about Dylan Kleckler? Like uh, Burns is next. I think I I think Burns has earned it. Some would say that Kleckler at three and zero has earned it. Maybe Burns and Kleckler should fucking settle that score real quick. Yes. They, were suppo- they were supposed to fight in Birmingham. Kleckler title got title yeah. eliminated. and Kleckler. Winner, winner, winner fakes. Winner takes the belt. Winner fights for the belt. I mean, throw him on the undercard in New York. Why not? Why not? I mean, while we're here, <laughs> that's too that goddamn be, soon. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Though. That would have been perfect. Seventeen days away. <laughs> Title eliminated between those two, yeah, that that makes sense because Kleckler he hasn't lost yet. Yeah, and uh, you know, too bad for I mean that fucking that shit with Kleckler and Justin Thornton, man. I don't know what Kleckler's going through right now. I'm sure he's he's uh going through through some things. That's a that's a tough uh you know burden to uh, bear, I guess they as the saying says. Yeah. But from my understanding, it's not how they're making it seem. Like he just he they had to fight. He got knocked out, and then he died a month later. Like that. How was that related? That's not to what fight? it was. How was that related to the fight at all? From my understanding, he felt like he he something happened at work, right? Oh no! From what from what we're understanding is that he he did he did hurt himself in the ring that night, and he was paralyzed. Um, from the fall, from the much. fall, but then he oh, was he was going. Through, what's that? From the fall in the ring. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he oh. fell. He fell. You know, all two hundred and twenty plus pounds of his body weight drove his head into the ring, and he didn't feel any of his extremities that night. And from his neck down, he wasn't having any feeling. But he was all oh. so he was on a ventilator, and he was having heart issues too. So they got his heart kind of like figured out but he was still on a ventilator and and this is i actually talked to some people about this people with paralysis die from pneumonia a lot because they can't feel the effects from the pneumonia so and he was on a ventilator he died from complications from pneumonia in the hospital right oh okay so now i didn't because when it was coming out, it was just so much going on. I was like, oh, I'll wait till this dies down before I try to figure it out. Because right, saying something different, and everyone they were coming at at Dylan about it, and I'm like, I can't blame him. And then there was, oh, the commissioner should have never allowed that fight to happen. And someone was like, they fought before in MMA. Yeah, they did. True. They they actually, I I want to say it was Kleckler's MMA debut was against Justin oh. Thornton. Okay. And he he knocked him out there too. So uh, D- D- was looking, not Dustin. Uh, Jordan was looking to get some a 
rematch. Yeah, he he wanted to fight. He wanted to be in there, and he wanted to fight him again. So, for what you what you were saying is like the mainstream media of the world, and like TMZ is the one that jumped out at me. I saw a TMZ post that said bare knuckle boxer Justin Thornton dies after multiple strikes in a bare knuckle fight. Right. That is right. an absolute bold face fucking lie. First of all, it, the fight was 19 seconds long. It went viral from there. Right. The fight mm-hmm. was 19 seconds long, and Kleckler may have landed three punches the whole 19 seconds. One of them just happened to knock him out, and he landed right. on his fucking head. Right. It was the fall that did it. Okay. So yeah. it, it's for the for the no for the no nothing people that are just scrolling through social media and they see and they follow TMZ. And they're like scrolling down their timeline and they they see this and they stop and read it. Right. None of it's not true at all. And you know what? 90 percent of America won't even click on the article these days. They learn from the headline. Run with it. Yeah, for sure. Yep. For sure. They, they read the headline and they think they know what the fuck happened. So that's the problem with mainstream media these days. It's a fucking joke. But anyways, man. Um, yeah. Uh, Burns is throwing all kinds of stuff in there for us. He's uh he's our he's our guy on the street right now. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it down to Josh Burns. What do you got for us, Josh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh is Josh is a fucking cool dude. Um, so you know you got a huge fight coming up. I, we can't wait to see it. We, me and Mike, will be in New York to see this live. We yep. cannot oh, wait yeah. to see it. We'll talk to you while you're up there. But uh, we got a couple Halloween questions we're gonna ask you about real quick before you get on your way. All right. There we go. We asked uh, the other two, uh, what's your all-time favorite Halloween candy? What? All-time favorite Halloween candy. Favorite Halloween candy? Yeah. Yeah. Like when you were a kid and you were trick-or-treating, what was the one that you fucking hope you pull out of that pillowcase first? Reese's. Reese's. Dude, that's three three, all three people tonight said Reese's. To this day, I still buy Reese's. Like I, I just went and bought. They had some football ones. I had a pumpkin one. Like I know, <laughs> dude. Reese's is the all-time king, man. I'm telling you, it's fucking awesome. And you know what? And I'm not gonna lie. When my kids, I'll take my kids to like three different neighborhoods around us. We'll load up their shit and empty it, and then go back out. I'll I'm go through it. there. Yeah, I'll go through there. I'll get all those Reese's pumpkins and fucking Reese's coming out. Uh, <laughs> pink chocolate, but it's coming out. Um, Fast break. Anything about Reese's is coming out the bag. It's coming with me. Hell Except yeah. for, I don't really care for the pieces. Those are trash. Yeah. I have them all. <laughs> all right. Number two, Mike. If you had to compare yourself to a horror movie villain, who are you most like and why? Horror movie villain. Hmm. Now, so Candyman, because people scare in my name, and you know, I was running with the Candyman theme, or I could go with fucking Freddy Krueger, because even in their worst dreams, they don't want to see me at death. <laughs> like, take a pick. And I, could... <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that, because aren't you from Chicago? I am. And I am. Candyman is uh, is Cabrini Green as um. Green's the West Side Project. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, is it as bad as they say? I mean, they, they've torn them down, but they were as bad as they say. Yeah. Um, what else? 
If you know, if you want to Jason Voorhees, you know, can't nobody kill Jason. Can't nobody kill me. Yep. Take a pick. Who would you want? Jason? You know, anybody. Yeah, we're going with uh, we're going with um, Candyman. That's the one. Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. All right, number three. If you could eliminate another holiday out of the year and add a second Halloween, which one you add? A holiday? Yeah. Thanksgiving. You're gonna eliminate Halloween? I mean, you're gonna eliminate Thanksgiving and add another Halloween? What the fuck is 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 there anything fun about Thanksgiving? I mean, <laughs> Football and food. <laughs> I mean, I like to eat. <laughs> I mean, you know that, that's cool. Like you know, we, we all eat for Christmas, right? Yes, I love Christmas. We don't need to eat. You know, the majority of this country is already fat as hell. We don't need to be eating <laughs> and it's winter, so we can't go out and work out. Nah, let's get rid of that. Let's bring Halloween. Everyone has fun during Halloween, and that means the. Hundred houses to be around longer, like you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun for okay. sure. I would say President's Day. Let's <laughs> number four, Mike. How long do you think it would take to eat an entire one-pound Snickers bar? One pound. Mm-hmm. One then. Do I have something to drink with it? Can I have a glass of milk? Almond milk, simply almond milk. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, if I can get a glass of milk, ah, uh, one pound, that's that's fucking hefty. I don't know. A couple minutes. A couple minutes? Minutes. God damn. It took- I will say that. It wouldn't take long. And what was that? What was that you were just drinking? So this is a, uh, it's a pumpkin spice coffee, but it's spiked. It's alcoholic. All right. Yeah. That's I got trash. another one over here. Mike, Mike's a pumpkin spice. This right pumpkin. here. This is a bourbon caramel one. Yeah. It's a it's spiked coffee. Good on the coffee. I'm really a coffee guy. Uh, Arnold, I, I ate a one-pound Snickers. It took me 45 minutes. How big is this fucking... Is it like, like this? Oh, it's way bigger than that. I will okay, be posting well, a video. I told I told these guys I will be posting a time lapse video of me eating this fucking one pound Snickers. The video is only like a minute and a half long, but it took me forty five minutes in real life, and it is fucking rough. And my gums, I'll tell you right now, eating a Snickers that's like two inches thick. All right, and- so yeah, I didn't, oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, think <laughs> it was. All right, I'll take that a couple minutes back. All right. Would you rather be uh, haunted by a spirit for one whole year or abducted by aliens for 48 hours? Oh, shit, son. (laughs) Uh, Mike, uh, Josh Burns called you a basic bitch. Hell yeah. Drinks. (laughs) Delicious. I'm going to go be abducted by aliens for 48 48 hours, dude. Aliens scare the shit out of me. I got to tell you. I think they, I, they, they scare us because we don't know. We don't understand. We don't know shit about them. That's why we're right. scared. But to be haunted by something that I can't. What? For a year? For a year. Unless I've had contact with something, with a spirit. It was cool, but I've had that contact. So I And I've I've heard the stories and, and seen them based on true stories. I'm not finna fuck with no spirit. Listen, I saw paranormal activity, and there wasn't shit nobody could do in the movie. Whatever the spirit wanted to do, tossing people against the wall, fucking stacking furniture, all type of crazy stuff. I'll take yeah. my chance. 
these aliens, you know, they might they might teach me the game, you know, they might put me on to something that don't nobody else know about here. Yeah. See, see, uh, fucking build your pyramids and shit. Oh, you know, they might make me a fucking king, and I come back. <laughs> just never know. The, the possibilities are limitless with aliens. Joe Ivy says, "Where do I volunteer to get probed?" Damn, Joe. <laughs> see, oh Jesus, number six, Mike. What was a movie that scared the shit out of you as a kid that now as an adult is lame as hell? <sighs> Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's and, the answer, right. man. And the reason being, I had a my uncle. We I spent the night over his house, over my grandma's house, and he put a fucking fork in my bed before I got in the bed. So I'm sleeping. I guess I rolled over on the fork, and I'm having this dream of fucking Freddy Krueger coming up the stairs. Jason Voorhees is behind the door. So I, my dream, I run, jump into bed and jump under the covers. And then I feel them stabbing me the whole time. There's a fucking fork underneath my sheets that's been stabbed me while I was asleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, this shit didn't even scare This shit don't fail. But growing up, definitely was all of those Friday the 13th, uh, Elm Street shit, anything. Yeah, anything growing because it was it was that. It was scary back then. It's not scary now, but I it was scary then. I don't give a fuck. It was scary then. Oh, yeah. And the last one we got for you, sir. What is your favorite movie to watch around around Halloween? What's your favorite like horror movie go-to around this time of year? I don't have one. Yeah, honestly. One. I don't. Could I just watch all of them, all the new ones, whatever? Yeah, I, I want to go see the new Halloween. Yeah, um, me too. I want to see that. I've always Halloween has always been good, even though it's kind of you know it's the same storyline, you know what's gonna happen. But Halloween's have always been good. Uh, I remember for the longest, like Friday the Thirteenth, I'd always look for those movies to be on when that day came. It never quite worked out that way. Um, I don't really have a a Halloween movie that I go to though. No, I know. You know, um, somebody asked me this question the other day, and I said, it depends on if I got my kids with me or not. Because if my kids are with me, I'm watching Beetlejuice or The Monster Squad. FDK. FDK. Fuck them kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> I watch. Y'all want to All right, I'm going to find the most gruesome movie I can find to make sure all y'all leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I got three. Um, I can yeah. I can say legally say FDK. I got three kids. Fuck that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, my man. Well, that was fun. You are fucking fighting for a world title on November 6th at the Seneca Allegheny Casino in Salamanca, New York. Did you even know there was a place called Salamanca, New York before this? Nope. Neither did know. we. Nobody like, I tell people all the time, we're going to upstate New York. I'm like, all right, bet. And this thing that's like a somewhere near NYC, I'm like, nah, where are I playing? I'm 45 minutes from Buffalo. They'd be like, what? Yeah. yeah. What's out there? Indian <laughs> Earth, that's what's out there. Yeah, I wonder like how far up it. I haven't even really looked at a map. Near yet, Niagara Falls. I spent yeah, a, the casino was hour, I think an hour and a half from Niagara Falls. Oh, is it? How far is that from like Fort Drum, New York, Mike? Do you know? Oh, it's really far, I think. Is it? I think so. 
Uh, yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure it's pretty far away. Google it. Use my yeah. Google it. I went to look. I looked. I was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, so, Arnold, my first deployment, we were getting ready to go overseas into the Middle East. You know, the, the war's in Iraq, and Iraq's in the desert, and it's in the middle of the hottest part of the world. Of course, we did our pre-mob training at Fort Drum, New York in January and February. Oh, yeah. What you're about to go deal with. Yeah, which it was. Four hours and 12 minutes away. Bro, it was it was minus twenty every fucking day. It snowed every single day. There was snow banks thirty feet high on the sides of the damn roads, and we're getting ready to go to a place that's one hundred and thirty degrees in the fucking dead heat of the summer. <laughs> it's like, I mean, oh, this is nothing like what we're about to deal with. Nothing like reality. Yeah. So training. Um. Now you got me thinking. I want to see what the weather's going to be like out there. I bet you it's going to be chilly, man. It's going to be a little cold. But we're going to be in a casino, so. Yes, if it was snowing. I fucking hope not. You going to check out the Hall of Fame? I'm flying. I'm out of there. The Hall of Fame's like 45 minutes away, the BK Hall of Fame. Drove into town, and yeah, without a doubt I would. But I'm flying, so I probably won't have the time. Then again, I don't know. Scott might say, hey, "Come on, let's take a ride." Let's <laughs> rub the street. Well, you'll yeah. probably be in there one day. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually in there already. I was the first heavyweight in there. So you're on the that trophy, right? Yeah, I got yeah. my ring. Like the first induction ceremony was in 2018. Awesome. 2019. I got my ring. I got my my Kilroy statue. Uh, it was dope. Yeah, no that's shit. awesome. Scott says apparently it'll be in the twenties while we're there. Oh Jesus! Okay, so we got that to think about. <laughs> uh, cool. I mean, like you said, we'll be in the casino, so yeah. I don't see. You know, I'm not going outside. Ain't no reason to go outside yeah. outdoors. Only going outside when it's time to leave. <laughs> that's right. All right, my man. So your sponsors are at the bottom. You go ahead and shout out whoever you want to shout out. Give us a little prediction on uh, November 6th, and we'll let you get up out of here. Give me one second. Let me pull this up. Sponsors. Oh, what the hell? Okay. There we go. Here we go. Sponsors at the bottom. Tiger's friend. DVD. Uh, Oh, shit. All right, that's dope. Yeah, you guys got it. Wait a minute. Sponsors. Play tub. There we go. The fighter's friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just Blaze Clothing Company. Shout out the off of the shirts I just got. Tap Rack Bathe. I just got my soaps today. I was going through and smelling them. They smelling dope. Uh, they got a bourbon one. I was like, this this smells good. So, um, prediction of the fight? I don't know. Bang boom to pal to how two champions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got. Uh, I mean, I feel I honestly feel like it's gonna be more of a battle than it was the first time because he knows me and he has an understanding of me. But at the same time, I'm not who I was three years ago. So just like he's not he don't look the same, I don't look the same. But when I don't look the same, my whole game is different. Everything about me, my movements are crisp, my 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 vision, my my IQ, everything is just heightened when I'm when I'm in this type of shape. I got off the scale today at two thirty four point five. After my work, like, and you know, I'm usually like 250, 255, wow. 262 last time. I think I, I put the work in. They say, talking about cardio, cardio, cardio. Okay, but what do you do when I have the same cardio you do? 
But I, I beat the shit out of you the first time. So are you just eating cleaner? What's what's the 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 what is the biggest difference in your lifestyle right now that you're walking around one thirty? I mean, at two thirty four, you know, twenty pounds less than you normally would be going into a fight. Is it just a diet change? Is that what the cocaine? Oh, oh shit. shit! Oh man, oh, I didn't think about shit. that. <laughs> That's that Hollywood diet. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, the one thing I changed the, the biggest in this camp was lifting weights. I don't lift weights. I started, I lifted weights this entire camp. Once they, you got Joey Bell trained, I started lifting weights. I lift. No kidding. But when I do my lift, my lifts are completely different than say that of Josh Burns or that of, Hector Lombard. I don't lift heavy at all. I, I have no desire to go over two plates. I have no reason to. Maybe three plates if I'm doing my legs, but for the most part, two plates is my limit. Why? There's I will never need that much strength. There's you no just reason, rep, you just rep it out. There's no reason for me to be benching 400 pounds, squatting 700 pounds for what? I'm not fucking. I'm not uh, offensive lineman, defensive lineman. I'm not shedding no blocks. No, I'm throwing punches. I need crisp, long punches. I need missiles when I throw these hands. All that you start lifting weights, and them dudes start getting tight and can only move so far and only throw certain type of punches. No, I'm good on all of that. I don't need none of that. Yeah, I mean it's like, um, and he's kind of in the news for being a complete fucking moron right now. But Conor McGregor has been saying uh, precision beats power and timing beats speed, that he's been saying that since his whole fucking career started. I don't know if he made that thing up or he took it from somebody else, but that makes a lot of sense, especially in the bare-knuckle game, and Precision and, and timing. You can throw – you can be strong as an ox and, and raw, raw, constantly throwing all these punches, but if you're looping punches and you're swinging on wild, what the fuck, and I'm straight down the pipe, Every time you open up, you're eating one down the pipe, and it's throwing off your game plan. That, that's that's precision. That's tight. Right. That, and yeah, that lifting weights throws your timing off. It makes you tight. I remember I tried that. I lifted heavy, and then went to hit pads the next like a week later or something, and I felt retarded trying to punch. I mean, I say that, but I felt yeah. I felt yeah, the, yeah, the T Rex arms. My, my trainer, Chris Benchachavez out in Vegas, he was like, what the fuck is going on? What's your problem? I was like, man, man, I've been lifting, and it feels weird right now. Like, yeah, cut it out. Man, I don't have a reason to lift heavy at all. Yeah, you get that. How tall are you, Arnold? 6'3". Six, 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 three? Yeah. yeah, when I, in 2008 deployment, I was training with this older guy. He was six foot two, 225, big, giant dude, but his arms never went straight, ever. Yep, I know somebody that now. His arms, he wants to, he wants to start training with me and learn how to box, but his arms are like this. I was like, bro, they're 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 half cocked they're all the time. Yeah. All day, just walk around like this. I said, bro, you got to start stretching. You got to get your arms loose. Right. I don't think he could straighten his arm if he wanted to. That's if, what I'm saying. If his life depended on it, he could not do it. If he was on what saw and it was like. <laughs> you have to straighten your arms. It'd be over. <laughs> 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 yeah, Freeman tried to straighten his arms. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. So a guy, a guy, Jack cock diesel like that with his fucking arms crooked and T-Rex arms. You, I mean, you can't really throw a good precision jab like that. <laughs> you have all the power in the world, but you have to land that power. Right. You have to, you have to figure out how you're going to make that power land. No, I, I prefer the long punches. I do lift now though. And that's, that's what got me. And that's, that's awesome, man. I, I didn't expect you to say that, that, that lifting weights, uh, high. So, so you're saying high reps, low weight is what's yep. got you, got you. Yeah. Somewhat. I ain't gonna give, I ain't gonna tell all my sauce. Cause no, but that's, it's, that's it. I'm going to call Joey right after this and be like, Hey man, you need to start doing 225 on the bench for like 15, 15 rep sets. Man. Already telling them, team's already watching and telling them, you know, Josh is in. <laughs> no, it's not. I can't get all the sauce. All right, yeah, man, that's fucking awesome. Good luck to you. You uh, you look like you're in great shape. You sound like you're in good spirits, and you um, oh, I can't turn it. Damn it! Oh. Oh. Damn it! It's gone. So I don't know what channel this is on visit on Samsung TV, but they got a picture of uh, Jim Allers and what's his name? He's fighting. He's fighting the caveman. Uh, Julian Lane. Julian Lane and Jim Alves, when they fought, there's a picture on this on this really? channel. <laughs> yeah, and they always show bare knuckle fights. I don't want to mine on here, dickheads, but I've seen a couple bare knuckle fights on here. I even saw Beck on here. That kind of yeah, thing. I have that channel on my, on uh, Verizon, and I, I saw it one day. I was like, bare knuckle fighting. Exactly. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, what is this channel? FTF Sports? Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I do remember it being on my on my guide i was just scrolling through and i saw it and i was like holy shit i did not expect to see that on yeah. on cable tv yeah. no shit yeah, yeah. Well, there you go we're breaking yeah. in we're, you're breaking into a uh, regular tv now so yep. that's, that's where it shit. starts that's where it starts next but, thing you, yeah next thing you know you got a yeah, fox awesome. contract yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Looking, and back is in the picture yep yeah it must be the same channel because I remember no, that thumbnail. They got Beck's face all over this shit. She hasn't yep. fought fucking three years. Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> you should, hey, you should take like a nice like fucking glamour shot and then pack it, you know, put it in like actual fucking snail mail and send that shit off to them. Snail mail? <laughs> there you yeah, go. Like, yeah, like old school real mail. None of that email like, shit. Oh. <laughs> Do like no, real yeah. like fucking go and put it in a mailbox and put shit and they get her like, box. oh, what's this? It's probably the only piece of mail. They'll be like, oh, what the fuck is this? They open it up. It says your picture. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is your yeah. new thumbnail, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> All right, Arnold. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're looking forward to seeing you November 6th. We'll see you up there. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll get Thanks together and yep. have a chat yeah, up man. there. 15 days any- out. All if right, anybody man. wants to support oh, Arnold at the show, here's his T-shirt. Buy one of these joints before you get there. Yeah, they glow in the dark too. There it is, Miami Vice, I mean, not Broadway. Glow with the they glow black light. In, the, in the black light, neon light. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you buy it, you get a free Fighters Friend uh, edible. Nah, nah. I'm I was about to say, wait a minute. They said that. Wait, they put nah, that on there? nah. I'm fucking yeah. with you, man. Right. <laughs> You're like, yo, I didn't get any edibles. So where the fuck's my edibles? Uh, you guys saw my sponsors down there. Shout out to Scott Farley, my manager, yep. Go Combat Agency. Um, also, go to my website, ArnoldBoumayeAdams.com. Shop your official Team Boumayer gear. I got a lot of glow in the dark, 
No neon light needed. We don't got neon light needed. I got some glow in the dark hoodies. I got masks. I got t-shirts. You know, I got Chicago running all through this motherfucker shirts. You know, come team Pumaye. Come support. Come there you go. Everybody get on there and support the man. We'll see you soon and uh we'll let you get out of here for the evening and uh right. talk talk to you later, man. All right, man. You guys have a good night. Thanks. All right, a lot. You too. All right. All right. There he is. Boom IA. You know, um he's a cool motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he likes to fuck around and make jokes and like you can try to rile him up and i don't think he can be riled up man i don't think so i think he's like an even keeled dude he's kind of one of those guys you know what yep. i'm talking about yeah he's, he's one of those guys that are just even keeled at all times until he has to fucking crack you yep just chilling i wanted to talk to him about you know uh wwf and shit like that because i he's got to be a fan right but there's jeff it was that jeff jarrett strut that he did you know, back I when I he, think he's, he called it an ode to Ric Flair, but it was more. Oh, Ric Rick Flair. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, hey. Hey, we'll talk to him. We'll talk to him in person up in fucking New York, man. We'll that do is a, correct. Uh, we'll do a live interview with him before he fights or after he fights, whatever. Mm-hmm. But your boys will be up there in Seneca Allegheny Casino, November 6th. We have a show tomorrow night. Make sure you guys tune in. We have an actual. I didn't know they were a couple, Mike. I didn't either. I didn't know there were a couple until I booked it. And uh, then I went, you know how we, when we, when we uh, do our research, we start stalking fucking social media. I'm like, wait a second, they're together. And then I messaged her. I was like, you want to do a a joint interview, you and Isaac together? And she said, yeah, I think that'll be fun because I'm socially awkward. And so is he. And we really don't know how to talk to people. (laughs) So tomorrow night, guys, Jessica Link, who will be fighting Sharissa Sagala and Isaac Doolittle, who will be fighting Jay Action Jackson this weekend, BKFC Wichita, um, October 23rd. So Jessica Link, Isaac Doolittle tomorrow night. The show starts at nine o'clock and then, uh, after that, man, we got a three-day weekend full of Army fun, Mike. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys all tune in tomorrow night. Isaac, do little Jessica Lincoln, you fucking stoon out of the week. Yep, stoon out of the week tomorrow. Don't miss it. All right. So you got anything else, Mike? Nope, I'm good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you manana. Peace. <laughs>